Ejaculation podcast. Hey guys. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna fight. Uh, yeah. We're we're back on the ejaculation podcast. Uh, we got Ryan, Ejac, and Ian, Ejac, in studio. Hey guys. All right. Hey. Hey. Welcome. We so it's always kind of weird because we like meet and shake hands, like, hey, how's it yeah. going? And then it's like, it's like those reality TV shows where like they pretend to walk in through the door and shake hands, but there's a camera on both sides of the door. Right. You know, it's yeah. just like, obviously, this is not the first time that they have met. Well, Although, this is the first time that Ian, you and I have met. Correct. So, great candid. You, and this is the first time Likewise. I've met either of you guys. Likewise. True. So, here we go. It's pretty candid. Um, pretty candid. Pretty, pretty realistic, I think. Um, I'm just thinking about the reality show that you were on. Oh, my God. <laughs> you were on a reality show. I was on a reality TV show. <laughs> it, it was kind of accidental. Well, I can't believe we haven't talked about this. Yeah, that's actually really funny. Um, so... <laughs> I, I guess we'll get right into story time. Um, right. I was dating a girl, uh, actually the girl who was on last episode. Um, you can guess which one. Uh, and we were in the park. We were looking after a dog, just like this little Boston Terrier. And we see this girl running with this um, uh, a pit bull puppy, like super cute puppy, blue eyes, brown fur. And uh, she came to play with the dog. And we ended up talking with her and she's like, yeah, well, I'm just fostering the dog. Uh, if you want to like have the dog, if you want the dog to be yours, you just have to like, you know, go online and fill out this form and there's like a little contest for it. Like, okay. And so we go home, we go through the application and then well, as we're doing it, it kind of comes to light that it's like, it's going to be filmed and it's going to be a reality TV show. And it was, um, animal cherche la compagnie pour la vie. So like an animal looking for a company for life. And so we're like, okay, we can do this, man. So we took like a really cheesy, like. I'm the boyfriend. I'm the girlfriend. Picture and sent it in. Oh, it was a great photo. It's so actually it's funny. hilarious. It's hilarious because so of good. how unlike us that picture actually is. And you're and, like, uh, you're, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've got like big toothy grin. We'll post it to our website. Yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> anyway, so we met with the lady, like one of the, one, of the, one of the producers, and she was like, okay, yeah, you guys would be like a great fit. And Elise was like, oh, well, should I like not show my tattoos? And like, no, no, this is great. You're like the tattoo cool couple. Like, okay, awesome. <laughs> and. The day came when they were supposed to come over and we were living on Debellion oh, and the Cachel at the time, living with Andrew actually. And it was just like, it was a piece of shit place. It was like a big open, open it, plan apartment and it was just like shit everywhere. There's like records all over the well, wall. No, no, no. It was a, it was a dope apartment. It was a fucking dope apartment. But the thing was, you had the contrast of the, the couple or the family that you were competing with. Oh yeah. So that's the thing. You were, you weren't just competing for the love of the dog, but it was... Each dog had like two, like com- competing families. So we didn't know who we we were up against. We found out later that it was like a six-person like interracial Quebecois family. The mom had like she was like really jolly and, and rotund and like really. And like, they have this like beautiful bosoms. house in the suburbs with this big yeah. yard and everything. And like we cleaned our apartment. That was the cleanest that apartment had ever been. And it still looked like. But shit. the way it appears on the TV screen, there's like a mannequin in the background, oh <laughs> like God. all this shit yeah. everywhere. We realized afterwards that we had records, like we had records on the wall, and we had forgot to take down uh, the big black record sounds about fucking. Oh and no! And just like that's just so a whole funny. bunch of shit. So the camera crew gets there, and you can tell they're like, uh, "What are we gonna do?" Like, uh, and we okay, had—I guess we had nowhere to set up. We had a backyard, but it was like totally overgrown and just disgusting. Yeah, it was bad. So they like they and they there's this, like super groomed and everything. 
and like interviewing us and then uh it came to the end of the of the day and they're like okay so now for the final reveal like we so they took us to a park and like if if you, we bring out the dog with the green leash it's yours and with the red leash so it's, just it's one not day, yours. Just one day it's one day. They had previously filmed the uh, they had previously filmed the um, uh, the other family. I'm just gonna turn you up a bit. Well, um, yeah, yeah, I was having trouble hearing him in my headphones. Yeah, yeah. Yo, uh, Ryan, you wanna just uh, I, l- I, pre- pretend you're talking? I'm I'm saying some cool things. About yeah, yeah. You've been you've been talking this whole fucking time. <laughs> Here we go. Okay. <laughs> I like how we have these two guests that I don't really know anything about you guys. Yeah, I'm just talking shit and we, about we immediately launched into the podcast, which is like a story about us. Yeah. <laughs> We're still like the most welcoming hosts. <laughs> yeah. We don't even hear from you for the whole thing. Okay. Uh, oh, wait. I know which, which track you're on. Sorry, I'm adjusting the wrong levels. Oh, that's what's going on. Now. Go, 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 go. All right, now I'm talking. It's, I, it still sounds the same to me, though. Eh? Yeah, yeah, me too. All right. I'm going to it up. One, and, uh, oh, there, the, the, holy oh, shit. There we go. There, we go. there he is. He's back. He's here. You're here. I'm a sexy sound motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're here yeah. to stay, man. All anyway, right. they, they, the, the end of the story is they, they brought out the dog on the other leash. It wasn't ours. And then they filmed it over and over because they didn't get the reaction shots right. So like, okay, so we're going to get it from this angle. We're going to bring the dog out again, pretend you haven't seen the dog, and just be really sad again. And we're actually we're, sad. Were we wanted you sad? the fucking dog. Yeah. You did. Actually, what kind of dog? It was a little terrier? It was a little pit bull. Pit bull. But like okay. really light eyes and like the floppy ears and like really light brown skin. But we just said, I don't know. It was raining. And then finally <laughs> we're like, okay, see ya. We just did some cocaine and went and had oysters. We're like, fuck this. Oh, I would God. rather do that than own a dog. Yeah, yeah that's, exactly. I, the, but the funniest exactly. part about that whole story is that we had a dog already. We had this other we were Boston Terrier. We were looking <laughs> we after another this, dog. We had this adorable Boston Terrier already. And like, that just didn't cross really anybody's mind. It's like... It's, you we just have, saw wait, we have to like we have to we have to find a way to like get rid of panda for so <laughs> yeah well that's the thing yeah we, so we actually hid the dog that we already had oh my <laughs> God. Tell them that we did had. you really want the dog or did you want to win the show uh we wanted the dog we wanted the dog it was a, it was a it was a cool dog yeah uh i think the board is giving us some shit ryan yeah this oh in and out anyway in and out anyway whenever it cuts out just assume that ryan's saying some like really mind-blowing shit profound yes yeah, yeah. Um, the world's not ready anyway. <laughs> Actually, the worst part about this is the consolation prize that they gave us was a, a monthly subscription to Quebec Dog. And so <laughs> then even after I fucking got dumped, the the Quebec Dog magazine would come addressed to both of us and I would just relive that fucking moment. <laughs> and then, and then and we and finally got again. the DVD in the mail. Did you burn it like I asked you to? Uh, I don't think we burned it. I don't know what you happened. You didn't throw it in a fire? Anyway. The DVD of the show. <laughs> yeah, we... Evan didn't watch it, but no. me and my other roommate watched it. That's it's, pretty amazing. It's, it, it's weird. How did this come about? Like, how did you end up getting on this uh, reality TV show with dogs? Literally, the meeting this woman in the park. All right. Yeah, because right. we saw the dog. We fell in love with the dog. We were just very irresponsible people. And it sounds it's, it's, romantic, right? It, it, it was, was like, yeah, we'll get a dog. And like, ugh, it's like, I don't know if a relationship's going bad. You're like, well, let's have a kid. This will solve all our problems. solve it. <laughs> And like it worked out for the best because if you actually had won the dog, it would have been this whole ordeal. Like you'd still have this dog. What would your yeah. life? What would your life be now if you had that dog? I think it would be. I might be sitting in front of Provigo right now with a cup. Ooh. Yeah. With yes. my dog though. <laughs> okay. Because they always have great dogs. That's right. Because they steal them. Oh yeah. We established that. Oh now. yeah. We've talked about this before. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, well, maybe they don't. I don't know. I try to give him the, the the guy in front of Provigo though is he's got a good technique. 
You ever been to Provigo in Montreal? Yeah, we're oh, yeah, right we're next to you. Okay, there, there it is. That's our spot. So yeah. the guy, uh, yeah, I live right next to you guys. Yeah, that's true. Um, right. the, the guy will, as you're walking in, he'll be like, can you just uh, think of bringing some change out on your on your way out? So like you have to go in. <laughs> it's like you're not like, oh, I don't have any change on me. It's like, oh, no, I actually just didn't, like, I didn't want to get extra change for you because I'm an asshole. Because I'm realistic. Yeah, you know or what? Or I don't thing. know. The, the the thing that I always think about when I asked get asked for change, uh, we'll, we'll get that later. Yeah. Is um, I feel like a lot of a lot of homeless people, maybe I'm just making generalizations, but actually have more money than me. If you think about, it, I've got like negative thousands of dollars. I wonder how much debt they have. This is true. If you have like I'm a, I'm in a lot of debt, but I have like a bit of money in the bank. Does yeah. that make me? richer or poorer than someone who has no money in their pocket but no debt at all i mean or like some rich dude who has like a giant mortgage that he's not paying you know well i mean obviously we can feed ourselves so that's something but yeah if you put it on a scale it'd be like i think i'm poorer than you man but it's lifestyle got like half an education dude that was worth it so what about you guys is um you came a little earlier than I expected. Actually, probably, oh, you came right yeah. on time. No, it was perfect. Andrew and I were just like, we, we kind of fucked around a little too long. But uh, I wanted to listen to... I saw the, the video that you guys did. True. Um, so do you guys want to talk about that a bit? Because I'm really I literally don't know anything yeah, Andrew about has you no, guys. No All right, idea. we'll fill Andrew you a, in. You have a production company? We started yeah. very recently, like launched on January 31st, so like oh, less than a week ago. Cool. We put out um, a video, a silkscreen, like hand printed T-shirt, yeah. and an audio track um, on online on our Facebook page right now. And what's We're, it called? The Facebook page and the company is called Gray Productions. Cool. Yeah, Gray Productions MTL on Facebook and Instagram and shit. Uh, brand new. That's the plan. Like monthly for a year is to do like one project that includes uh, design, like a design and hand printed T-shirt that we do in our apartment. Fuck yeah. So screened cool. and uh, what do you, what do music you videos. Shirts? I'm actually wa- I'm wearing one right now. Oh, can I see? oh yes, I'll I'll, I'll I'll display it. Um, <clears throat> so it's gonna be different every month. Yo, we, have to, we have to make ejaculation shirts. Yeah, I see. I, I don't know about ejaculation branding. <laughs> I think I'm that all, might be a little tough to do. Oh fuck yeah, that's the logo. Gray. So it's like a gothic font G yeah. with. Uh, <laughs> I, I have, I'm nearsighted, so I can't actually read what it says. <laughs> it's, it, it's inside an, uh, an upside-down pentagon, goth, okay. gothic font G that's cut in half, and half. Of what does it, it say on the half top? Half of it's gold, half of it's silver. On the top, it says "La vie fait bon mal." Cool. So that was like, and underneath it says, "Life hurts so good." So fuck yeah, it does. We, it, it hurts <laughs> so good. It life, hurts so life good. Life hurts so good. And we were we were looking <sighs> for like the, a nice French translation. Yeah, for yeah, that. yeah, and. Uh, we ended cool. up settling on la, la vie fait bon mal. That's after, amazing. After talking to a bunch of affluent French speakers. Neither, neither of us are, are bilingual. That, well, whatever, man. Fuck it. You live, yeah, you, like, if you live in Montreal, you can pretend to be bilingual. I mean, yeah. no, I'm saying that because yeah. like, I didn't really know what this said on my shirt until I got someone... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Until yeah, well, uh, uh, someone translated it for me. Where are you guys from? We're both from British Columbia. Oh, no shit. Me too. Oh, nice. Yeah, we're from um, Nelson. Thailand. You're from Nelson. No way. Yeah. Where are you from? Bowen Island. Oh, nice. Which is like, yeah. I got a bunch of family on Galliana. Oh, no or, shit. Uh, Gab- Gabriola. Gabriola. Oh, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah. I've always found that like the Gulf Islands are always sort of um, uh, sort of like a dirty mirror image of whatever town th- that they're closest to on the mainland. Yeah. So like... 
uh, Bowen Island is is off of West Vancouver, which is like the richest district True. in the country. So it's like a lot of like rich people who have houses there, and then like island hippies that bought real estate when it was affordable, which but, is what my folks were. And then nice. Gabriella is off of Nanaimo, I think, right? That's right. So yeah. you have a lot of like grow ups. Yeah, like <laughs> drug dealers, old school, <laughs> all of BC, kind of like, like old. Kinda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, I mean, yeah, it's like that in the inland too, where we're from. It's sort of the oh, same balance. You get. I like Nelson. Like, I've spent some time there. It's, it's, a, it's a great you know, town. No comment. No comment. No comment? <laughs> been there, I've been there way too long, <laughs> or yeah. I was there way too long. When did you there. get here? I've been in Montreal for two years now, but oh, I haven't shit. been in Nelson for like five or six years. I really liked. Well, I mean, I guess years. I was only ever there for like a few days at a time, but I liked I liked Nelson a lot. As far as like cool. it's pretty, yeah. Interior town. I want to go hiking and fucking fishing. I mean, I have the exact same good. opinion about where I'm from too. Yeah, exactly. When I talk to people from Montreal. It's like, oh, well, you want you fucking come from to BC to Montreal? Montreal sucks. Like, Fuck that. Yeah. I love it here. Yeah, it's I best. do too, man. Yeah, I'm loving this city. They what do you, What are you doing now? Like, other than the production shit? I uh, I started off in uh, in Concordia and doing some classes and. Uh, Right now I'm not in any, but I'll probably uh, start taking some more classes next fall semester. Yeah, yeah. And I was working in a Fuck restaurant yeah. uh, in the Plateau for a little while. Cool. I'm not going to ask which one because we may have stalkers. All right. Yeah, we're, we're he pretty, probably we're has pretty popular. Yeah. <laughs> what? Uh, but so, like, what's the goal of the of the production company? Like, what? Like, wh- you're doing like obviously I saw the video. You're doing a track. You got the shirts and shit. We should probably give a little just, like yeah. a little of our history. Like the two of us have known each other for. Uh, almost a decade like nine ten years almost now right and since since that time like pretty much for those all the time we've spent together in our life has been we've been smoking weed and dreaming up like random artistic and kind of fucked up projects (laughs) um but from this sort of perspective of like a young kid who you know would rather sit around smoking weed and getting drunk and talking about shit than yeah. ever actually like, like doing actually something doing yeah, yeah. yeah yeah so living here I mean, like the this podcast kind of came about in a similar way it's like true right <laughs> one of those drunken conversations and it's like well, well this might see as well but when, when you when you start following through on those drunken pr- conversations like really cool shit happens yeah you're like wait this is just how people do it yeah. they just yeah. fucking do it you yeah. get drunk yeah. you, you know? say something and then the next day if you actually can get up and start and be like oh yeah remember that thing we said like let's do that yeah so that's kind of what this is now. It's like this is like ten years of us. Like I mean, like if we're yeah, if we're real about it, like fucking like we used to work at Shambhala Festival. It's like Yo, crazy I've, rave. And I've been BC. there five times. Yeah, exactly. We Fuck were, yeah! We were oh my god! Years. It's so cool to hear somebody who actually knows what what Shambhala we is. We grew up Dude, in we, Shambhala. We worked like, like, Fuck yeah! Shambhala is our home. It's that's our so home cool. Away from home, it's the city that exists for the oh. like one month out of the year that we grew up in. Have you guys gone back since you've been here? No, I oh, haven't. Okay. No. He just got here. He he just moved here in September or August or September or something. So, so that is pretty new. Yeah, yeah. No, I feel. I went back. Um, uh, not this summer, but the summer before, and fuck, it it had been like I had had a two year hiatus, and it just felt like you know, especially seeing like all my friends sharing their pictures oh. and stuff of it. I'm just like, ah, fuck you. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad you can enjoy it, obviously, but I want. I, 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 I've taken two years off now and I have no idea what this next summer is going to be but I, I, I in the back of my head I, I you know it was weird I going back to, to tell you the truth like I the first the first one I went to was in 2008 yeah and um, it, it seemed me too I think maybe it's just maybe I saw you there Probably. Did you yeah. see the naked guy rolling around in the grass? <laughs> I saw that one guy. Or two yeah. of those. Yeah. No, 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 I've no. seen a few of those. <laughs> <but> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
But uh, it, it was more, I mean, that was like the first big festival that I'd been to. There's a few in Alberta, um, Motion Notion. And oh, all right. Wait, so shit. wait, you're like a festival guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, I, that, like from like 16 to like whenever I moved here, that was like all I did Fuck, yeah, for man. years. And like, you know, like it seemed more like a, like a, like a hippie kind of vibe. Oh, and dude. then going back this, this last year, it was like coke money and shit yeah exactly like yeah. really yeah. really oil, bro like down alberta oil, shit it's oil, really changing oil yeah. money it's really changing yeah. it's a little bit sad honestly it kind of kind of it's sad i mean i'm really happy for the organizers that they're able to you know yeah. expand so fucking much and i'm like they're making it seems like they're making great money and putting on on good stuff but like even even the focus on on the acts like like the village i, I fucking love dmb that's like that's cool. my jam dmb yeah, yeah. is where it's at but the village got really like like glitch dub heavy and just like real like I remember going in like oh eight and oh nine and you could tell like the odd men out or the like the odd people out were the people who were drunk. Like everybody else is on acid or, or whatever, or yeah. just like maybe they got some K legs. But you know, those people <laughs> stood out. And then I went back recently, it was just like everybody was wasted. It's like this is, it was so so weird. It's such a such a different vibe. It was yeah. so great, but I haven't been back in a couple of years, but I kind of felt that way the last time I was there. The last few years I went, I, I worked like like a paid job for the festival mm. and worked like crazy hours, like 12-hour shifts, 8 p.m. to 8 a.m. Holy shit. Whoa. Um, Doing what? What would you do? I was a talent host, which was a great job. I was greeting like all the DJs and the dancers and the performers as they came in, helping them figure out where they were going to camp. Sweet. Like selling them, you know, drugs. <laughs> whatever whatever yeah. the job entailed yeah, we yeah. did there was no real like job description yeah um yeah so i don't i don't know i, I feel like both of us probably are not good people to talk about this festival with because <laughs> we have like this inside kind of like a bit of like a like a little bit of spitefulness against right. all the politics but right at the same time like i respect it Compa- like when you compare it to festivals of that size yeah in north america like it's not corporate it's still like a it's still like well it might be a a family run corporate yeah. i don't know the exact you know business model but you know they're they no sponsors no, no outside media it's all family all owned family yeah. run independent and it's so diverse uh, it's like yeah it's in terms of like the, the the genres of music that they play is shambalot is that the name of like why is it called that shambalot is like a now. it's like a i think so, it comes from buddhism um, just like the like the like Shambhala being like a state and a place, almost like a like a like a level of heaven or something. Yeah, it's it's. I think it. I think it means like exactly that. A yeah. level of yeah, like search. a level of Nirvana or bliss or like a yeah. not, not like just a, plane, a spiritual like a plane. Pa- yeah, a plane of existence. To. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Exactly. yeah. which is why uh, I find it ironic as well. I mean, that's cool, but like like you said, like you know, that plane of existence from a Buddhist monk probably does not include. Uh, you know, twenty five hits of acid, ten hits of MDMA, yep, yep. a few grams of whatever. I lost my maybe mind. That's, there maybe that's the secret recipe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you know, know what? what? I've I think I went to Shambhala. <laughs> yeah, I've definitely been there a couple. I times. took a shortcut. <laughs> yeah, that's it, man. Like, oh, you can practice like Buddhism or or become a like a like a monk or even do yoga for twenty years to reach enlightenment, or you can just like put a little piece of paper in your mouth and you're kind of right there. Yeah. It that, just that's doesn't exactly. last. It doesn't last. It's that's different it kinds of enlightenment. Yeah. You gotta keep reminding yeah. yourself. It's fleeting, and then it, and then it comes yeah. down, and you're like, "What the fuck happened?" Well, yeah. that's kind of that kind of actually goes back to what I was about to say when I brought up Shambhala. Is that that's kind of where we bonded a lot. So right. a lot of our early experiences were high on acid, like in that kind of plan where you're like, you know, you feel like you could just anything you think of, you can do. Yeah. It's like 
you're kind of invincible to the yeah. world and every idea like is like you know on on like 600 levels of profound profundity Pro- yeah profundity <laughs> let's go with that one so, i don't know uh, i don't know the word for that either i made that shit up profounds Profound. I think profundity is a word. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Just sounds really weird. It does sound profund. I don't think it's a word, but I like it. Let's it's, go with it. There's fun. Go it's with fun. It. Yeah. There's some fun in there. Yeah, I yeah. put the fun in profundity. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's maybe. That's I was about. I was about sure, to say that, and then I'm like, I'm not going to say that. But well, thanks. thanks. Thanks for letting me take that one, man. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, that's cool. And like the the video that I saw is like it reminded me of that you know it seemed like something that you would be able to put on like wait so what is like this a, like a visual a, performance like a music video or like a well that's not yeah, I'll use essentially it's a bit of an artistic film especially because the first project was uh was a dual purpose uh part school project in in his electroacoustics program so it had a little bit uh, more okay of a, an, a that's the program lot. at concordia right yeah yeah that's like yeah. a pretty d- unique program that they have so that's actually why i'm here in well okay now I'm using that program as the excuses to why I moved to Montreal. I always loved Montreal, but when I discovered that program, it gave me like a specific like because it right. is incredibly unique to like there is I mean there is actually I think in in uh, like UDM in Montreal mm-hmm. there's there's also a similar program, but for Anglo people in the rest of Canada there's nothing really like nothing this. really like that. No, so so that was how yeah. I've me met out. some people who do that program. It sounds pretty fucking. It's cool. it's it's unique. Like it it really offers you like a whole other like take on creating audio and working with sound and you know a lot of people kind of like go through it and it's it's pretty like like it is it has this kind of like art school vibe to it that okay you're like you're kind of like what like what am i doing here like am i you know it's definitely not one of those programs that you like i'm gonna be this when i right. graduate okay cool but like if you can be open to that like the amount of like kind of variety you probably of learn skill. a lot about like it like you would it sounds like you would learn a lot about just like the technical craft of it too right absolutely yeah well you have to we just put it into practice at some point right and, and that's really like what the first video on the first track it kind of demonstrated a lot with a lot of the technical craft okay. of electroacoustics and it kind of like was a little so do you make music to go along with the, the film i haven't even fucking seen this movie yeah yeah we were, i was gonna put it on before they came <laughs> but 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 well, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it, it, wait till in three weeks we'll do our second one it's gonna be because it's not as like that was like the first video we did was a school project we kind of like yeah like i killed two birds with one stone or got two birds stoned two at birds once. stoned at once yeah there you go <laughs> two birds stoned at once and uh so i used it as a school project so it was kind of like a little bit more on the like art school vibe like um you know it's a cool video and we got some good friends and like that i i'm really happy with what who we did have. the video work who did the filming the two of us what'd you use i've got a canon 7d oh shit yeah Damn. yeah he has a nice camera <clears throat> That, that's tasty man oh, yeah his fuck. camera takes good video so like it was kind of like we might as well make some videos since he, we have this camera here yeah. and then we started doing this one and then while we were doing this we were also developing an idea for this like production company we knew we were, we, he's been silk screening and, and designing clothing for like five or six years probably cool. or maybe even longer and I've been producing audio and music for the same amount of time and uh so we were going to work on that, and then we were like, well, fuck, you have this video camera, and we're both really interested in video, so we're like, let's make a video, I want to do a video for my school project, yeah. and then through that process, we were like, you know what, fuck, we should do a video Use along with our... Use it for crackpot yeah. Fuck yeah, man. And that's then the, the thing, that's what you talk, need now, like, you, like, you need a video for something, to showcase yeah, yeah, anything Yeah, you need now. multimedia, you yeah. need, like, something a bit more diverse, and the more we talk about it, like, I think, 
I think that that's actually we're probably like I, I think we're probably when we're together we're better at making videos than I am at like making music for oh instance. yeah like, for sure there's so, nothing more valuable than having like a good partnership yeah. like it's like it's the same thing with me and yeah. Evan in this show right and it's it, it's you know, like stuff like this is so it's such like a symptom of like the internet age you know when sort of anybody mm -hmm. can sort of express themselves and put it out there in like crazy new ways like even the idea of a podcast now is like only existed within like the last probably 10 years or something yeah that's it man yeah, yeah. Lucky. you know it's like you could just have a radio show yeah <laughs> you know and it's fucking crazy it's like i can have a startup production company like make mm -hmm. films you know on yeah, like but, on like a high quality level that yeah. is you know it's no longer just amateur hours it's like this is what people are doing yeah it's, it's it's unique i think like the whole step is now like people who want to do this kind of shit need to find a way to market themselves and to do something that's like that's kind of what we're trying to do with like having like these different mediums yeah. that we can produce with and well, I guess the other thing is together. like stepping above the fray because as it becomes more easy to do this kind of stuff more people are going to do it absolutely so become super saturated so it's like how do you stand out well mm -hmm. do everything at the same time that's fucking cool man that's super cool yeah well we're starting to learn like we did our first one last month and we, we actually had a couple months to work on that first project because we took our time we, yeah. we decided we wouldn't do anything till january of 2015 what we realized over this past week is that if we're actually going to do it once a month and like you know we're both busy i'm in school and work and <clears throat> whatever we got shit going on you know it's like a full-time unpaid job yeah, yeah all exactly. of a sudden just to like <laughs> just to organize a fucking video shoot yeah for like a week in advance or something that's fucking awesome, man. So, are you still in the program right now? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, cool. yeah. I, I'm t I'm still in the program. I, I do it part time this year, um, which works a lot better for me. Yeah. I, I'm just not able to be a full time student in my life at this point. No, I feel you, man. You need yeah. bucks. It's funny, like you you were mentioning that in the program, it's like you're there and you, it's not really specific as to like placing you in a job or something like that. Whereas I did um, um, audio engineering at Recording Arts of Canada, right. and it was the exact fucking opposite. Right. It was like, w you are here to work behind a soundboard, whether it's in a studio or whether it's doing it live. But it was like, it, that's something that really fucking bothered me about it, to tell you the truth. It's like, I don't know, I, I went into the program just wanting to learn how to improve my own music. And, mm -hmm. and like being able to record it myself on like a higher level instead of just using fucking GarageBand, and uh, it, that's the thing. I didn't get a lot out of it in, in terms of like how to be creative. You know, it was more just like this is how you use Pro Tools. These are the rules that you need to EQ. Well, it's, like, eh. it's almost like you have to go into it knowing that like I'm just here for technical knowledge. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I guess. I guess. And I, if you want, you know, the, and I, I, I kind of dig that in a certain way because it's like. Oftentimes, fine with art art schools where it's like giving you like some sort of idea of what a creative process should be, or whatever. It's a lot of that. I think in the best cases, just kind of comes organically, just by yeah. yourself. So yeah. if you know going into it that like, oh, I'm just going to learn how to use Pro Tools, and I'm yeah. going to know that when I'm done. That's the know? thing. It's funny. I don't use Pro Tools ever. <laughs> it's all Ableton. It is kind of yeah. honestly. I think it is kind of the opposite because like like we don't learn technical. Like they're like they expect us to know how to use some software. They just expect okay. you to know it. They they teach more like the actual creative process, oh. or, like or just going about like like. I mean, it depends. It too it depends on the different classes you're in. Like I, I focus more on the compositional side of it, right? Because I've realized I'm not really actually interested in like running a soundboard yeah. in a music studio yeah. for like Woo! recording bands. Yeah. yeah, like I'm not probably not going to do that. So I do more of the compositional side of it. In which case, yeah, like not once we have have we had someone instruct us how to use a piece of software. Huh. They just go, 
you know, here's some ideas on how to make gestural sounds or how oh. to make sound art and like go do it. And if you don't oh. know how to use software, then you're fucked. So then that's like you gotta go home and like teach it. Like I don't know how. To so how do you get into that program? I mean, you gotta fill out your portfolio and just apply. Like, yeah, I had to do a whole portfolio and like give some examples of things I'd done in the past yeah, like, yeah, artistically, yeah. and then also I think they mostly judge it on an essay right. kind of you write. Like, with yeah. your, it's like an, a letter of intent. Right. So you gotta you know describe why you should be there. Huh. Uh, keep in mind, we got a ton of beer. So if you guys ever want more beer. Let's I'll, do it. Yeah, pass, it. pass yeah. down yeah, the beer. Do you know, I, I got to keep myself lubricated. Lubrication is necessary. <laughs> no, that's the thing, man. There, there's, I feel like this podcast is just, um, it's an enabler <laughs> to my alcoholism. That's like all I want to hear. Yeah, it's kind of the same as the work I'm doing right now. Like, yeah, I can't silkscreen T-shirts without beer. Like it's not, yeah, it's <laughs> not even about getting other alcohol. It's like beer, yeah. beer is a necessary. Yeah, and you know what though? Even just us saying t-shirt. that is just like so sad. It's so because of <laughs> embrace, course you can fucking silkscreen without beer. Of course you can talk into a microphone without beer. But it's just like, it's but why this, would you? Good point, man. Good yeah. point. I'm still fucking young, and my my limbs work. Properly. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm no, good, dude. I drink plenty of water. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a few couple years older than you, I think. And this is that year for me where I'm like, fuck. Like I am still young. I'm not gonna yeah. say I'm old because that's yeah. just bullshit. <laughs> but like my body does not operate the same. Like like the way yeah. I could have partied before and like like yeah. No, I'm 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 waking up with those like mornings of like this is sad. Yeah, like, this is not. <laughs> what you're not just I like done. springing out of bed as if nothing no, happened. No, yeah. no, no, definitely not. Not yeah. even when I'm sober. I'm yeah. fucking crawling out of bed and looking out and fucking. <laughs> yeah, the little Montreal. The little I, I want to make a T-shirt. Actually, I, I moved to Montreal, and all go, all I got with this lousy fucking beer gut. That's yeah. That's that's pretty accurate. I don't. So I don't. Easy. I. That's pretty good. I don't know. I feel like it's all internal. I feel like the like maybe. I think my organs have shrunk. I feel like it's mostly just like <laughs> rotten beer in there somehow. It doesn't we're, jut we're just, out. We're but just lucky with our metabolism. <laughs> I think. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. I don't know what the fuck it is, man. You guys are looking better than me, man. I got a hell of a belly, belly guy going. You know what, Bravo? I, I, I kind of want one. It's the winter, yeah, man. Yeah. Man, I hear girls telling me all the time, like, I love like a, like a beer belly. Oh, really? I'm like, what the fuck? How did huh. that happen? Uh, daddy issues, maybe? Oh, so it's like the dad that. I never had had a beer belly. Like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for a short period of time. Like one night. Yeah, that's the thing. That The, the tricky ones are the ones that you don't know have daddy issues until you're already kind of involved. Oh. It's just like... Ah shit! What do I what do I do now? What do I do now? Isn't that one of your pickup lines? You're asking well, about I've your don't daddy, really daddy issues like, well, let's hear right it. off the bat, right off. I mean, it's a joke pickup line. Like I'll say it to a girl if I already know she's coming home with me. Like, right. uh, like what's your relationship like with your dad? Like, if she says it's good, then like she can probably go home. Yeah. yeah. If yeah, she says yeah. it's not good, if, uh, if she doesn't even want to talk about it, then. But the that's whole the thing, the hesitation, like, oh, or no, like, that's, or that's like, a joke, yeah. or like saying, like, <laughs> like, yeah, oh yeah, daddy, yeah, like, oh, um, like, have you ever yeah. had that? I don't think I've ever actually experienced it myself, but like, I've seen it in like films and TV shows. Well, yeah, I mean, I've seen it in porn, porn. porn. <laughs> yeah. But I'm like, <laughs> if some girl said that to me, I would, films. I would just, I would just be like, I, I'm, I'm not your father. And if I was, I would not approve. That's the most daddy thing you could ever fucking say. That's, but that's <laughs> like, the she's, finger. That, she's me down with that, though. Yeah, yeah okay. Yes. Oh, scold me. me. Punish oh, me, dad. No. I've never, I've yeah. never had a d- daddy. I can't never. I don't think we're old. You can just, like, call some young 20-something daddy. It doesn't really work. Yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah. Maybe maybe it's reserved for, like, the Once, silver foxes. Yeah, yeah. 
Or oh. I don't know. I'd like to be a silver fox. That's what I aspire to be. You nice. can just you get some, just spray a little. <laughs> you can do anything you want. Yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> it, man. <laughs> that's what my dad always told me. Yeah. Yo, uh, I was working in this restaurant, and this girl was like talking, like serving this guy with gray hair, and yeah. she she like called him like a silver dog. Okay. And he was like just like offended. And she was telling me like what she was telling him, and I was like, oh, man, like did you mean to call him like a silver fox? <laughs> and she's like, oh, that's what I said wrong. Yeah. You're like that's a, the thing. Yeah. Dog Dog is just silver never dog. never You're has like a, a good silver dog. <laughs> silver dog. <laughs> but that yeah, that's like that's like mistaking if if like as you see a hot woman like she's a fox or like yeah you're a fox but if you confuse it you're like yeah you're such a dog oh yeah <laughs> yeah, such, yeah a, such a dog doggy oh my god doesn't quite work the same way. no no Although, in fact it's weird how it's used as a the opposite it's like she's ugly it's like oh she's such a fucking dog yeah I've seen some beautiful dogs. Oh my god! Of course. Like what, you never in made fact, out with a dog before. The uglier yeah, the dog, sure. the uglier the dog, the cuter I think it is. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, in like a, I feel yeah. sorry for it kind of way. No, no, no. But I mean, like a like a like a bulldog. I think I know what you're like saying. That. Like those like those dogs that were literally like the really pushed were literally in face. bred to be like kind of inbred. Yeah, like those dogs that are like not. It's a purebred. Right. It's only gonna live for forty four. Yeah, uh, or like yeah, months. the, the, the bulldog with yeah. teeth sticking out all over the place, and you can totally. hear it breathing from like across the room. See, I don't think that's cute at all. <laughs> a little pug with a fucking watermelon on its head. I think I feel like I just want to wring their necks. And put them out of their misery, no? Mm, they seem pretty happy. Really? When you hear a dog go... Oh. You think they're happy? You think they're happy that they can't breathe? I, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't ask it. <laughs> I, hope I, I hope they're just too retarded to know the difference. They probably are. Oh, poor dogs. I was actually chilling with Elkie at the bar. Um, oh. Josh's... Uh, so, a person that I work with. She, live she, with she's going to be... Uh, she's in a new be, music video. What's going on with your microphone? Be, oh, really? In the new video. We're shooting at uh, that bar. Oh, cool. Yeah, Wait, yeah, so Tuesday. what is what is the like Real? before be, yeah, six to nine. Sick. Can we I be can talk a, can about I be this an extra? Of the podcast too, but absolutely. Yeah, okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, what, I was what what is the like general like idea or concept or, or thing behind? I'm glad you asked. Because I don't I got this I still don't there really is know. A concept behind <laughs> like, what is it, actually. It? There's like philosophy behind it. Okay, so gray. Gray productions, we're calling ourselves gray productions. We're using the word gray to encompass an entire concept that we've actually been talking about. I feel like I've been talking about it my whole life because my mom is an artist and is really into this concept of the gray zone. Okay. Which is sort of, uh, I mean, fuck, we have like a piece of writing we did that sort of tries to explain it. You should find that. Like, yeah, I'm pulling, I'm pulling I'm it up. Cool. Right? Your manifesto. Yeah. But it's basically, it's like um, embracing the side of humanity that does not fit with the mold. Like embrace, like the, the concept of black and white, like the extremes. Like, yeah, right. Like especially when it comes to ethics and, and politics and people, like the way people really think about things. Like uh-huh. we embrace with gray, like the zone that is undeclared, undefined, unknown, contradictory. Right. Like when people like, you know, contradict themselves. Like I, I, the, my biggest pet peeve is like when someone gets mad at you for being like hypocritical. I'm like, no man, like that is part of being a human. Exactly. Being. Yeah. I'm not a fucking robot. I can't always be, so like yeah well, okay I don't know like there's like why everybody flips their shit when some politician or celebrity does something Absolutely, yeah. something immoral like oh he had an affair with this woman Absolutely. or uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of a good example of that but it's like you you don't like the idea of somebody being like really human yeah yeah, yeah that seems like what it comes down to yeah like if you're a politician you have an affair, like okay. Everyone has or like, affairs. Well, yeah, okay, yeah. Or like, or one example is like, yeah. is like the philosopher uh, Heidegger. Right. You know, he's like, on the one hand, this like phenomenological 
like in that field of philosophy, he was like the guy that changed the game. I don't know Dick about that, and it's really hard to understand. But if you hear actual philosophers talk about it, he's like, yes, if you read Heidegger, it'll change your entire life. Cool. On the other hand, he was like a like a full on Nazi, Whoa. to the point where <laughs> right, um, he. And the craziest part is like there was the yeah the rise of the, and fall of the Third Reich, but even after the Third Reich stopped ceased to exist, and you know, all of these people were put on trial for crimes against humanity and everything like that, he like never like uh, like rejected it or apologized or anything like that. He was just like no, I I believed in that it's fully. Like, and it's like so you have these like <laughs> on the one hand you're like you know part of this whole insane evil movement, and then on the other hand you're like this you know genius to a lot of people true very gray very yeah, gray, very very gray. gray. <laughs> that's the thing because it doesn't live in it, it, it doesn't live in a vacuum like of course a lot of people are going to give somebody shit for being a nazi and discredit his work but i mean if you've got important things to say who knows man like it's a it, yeah. it's funny like i don't know what what i've seen a couple of videos where they'll like show um like a quote like an inspirational quote or something and they'll be like do you agree with this quote and they're like, yeah hitler said it like, oh t- yeah. Okay. But yeah. But just like taking it out of context, putting it in the gray zone, it's it makes sense. That's exactly it. Yeah. Yeah. It's the gray zone. That, so that, what's that? What were we gonna read there? Okay. So the writing we did. She. Oh yeah, here we go. So this is like what we wrote to like, uh, you know, in a sort of poetic way to put words to what the concept we've been talking about. The philosophy the side philosophy. of the sure, concept. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Because okay. that's another thing we wanted to do too. Is like we want to portray. Like even if it, even if not every project like is directly portraying uh, this specific philosophy. Yeah. And the philosophy is very broad. Sure. And very open. We kind of like. I felt it was important to have a statement behind before we even started doing something to like. Right. Just to sort of like, like you said, like give it a, like give it a, a foothold or a grounding. Sure, sure. So anyway. Gray is a place outside of our comfort zones where ethics are ambiguous and the lines that define what is socially acceptable dissolve into the complexity of human imagination. Gray is where black and white are blurred. It is neither good nor evil. It is the space between where the magic of the universe exists and certainty is shattered. It is the twilight after a night of laughter. Gray is a place of infinite infinite potential where creativity thrives and there is freedom to explore and observe the full spectrum of human emotion, reaction, longing, and lust. I like that a lot. <clears throat> cool. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah that's that's of, great, man. So then how is that sort of reflected in, in your content? That's gonna that's gonna show up as we go. Like that's just kinda it's like it's a bit of a philosophy statement to try to represent our, I guess our lifestyle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so our lifestyle will obviously be very become more, increasingly more appendant as we release more and more okay. works, especially our video works because it's so hard to keep uh, like videos are so infused with so much well, I, vibe. Yeah. yeah. And I don't actually think that like necess- it will necessarily be reflected in every project. Like when you see the video you might not think like, Oh, they're like making some amb- ambiguous statement about like right. hu- like you know human perspective or some shit because that's not what, like we're like we just make what we make like sometimes it'll probably be like uh you know like like have a you know some you could draw something deep from it or sometimes it might just be like some like kind of maybe it just looks cool sexual yeah. Yeah, yeah. good looking video yeah, yeah but i think yeah it's more i think the lifestyle is a good word because i i think essentially like, and this is kind of what we were touching on earlier, like within a world where anyone can potentially be an artist yeah. or a producer or do a podcast or do a fucking be a DJ or whatever, because all you need is a computer in a room yeah. to do it in. Yeah. Um, and see that, that's what kind of gets me with, like I went before I did the audio engineering, I went to, I did music school, um, uh, for guitar 
um, jazz and blues studies. And that's something that they kind of don't like to acknowledge is that anybody can be an artist, Mm -hmm. you know, like especially the, and maybe it's just a symptom of like, you know, the people, the kind of people who become professors or who become, especially in art school, it's like, you know, become teachers and thinking that like the only way you can get to this point is through like rigorous discipline and like, like very specific study in one particular realm to become that kind of artist. Like, that's the thing. Anybody can fucking do it. And I yeah. feel like a lot of people get discredited for doing something that kind of doesn't fit the norm because maybe it's different or because maybe they don't have the training or something like that. But everybody makes art in their own kind of way. That's the thing. Maybe not everybody does it, but I think everybody can. Mm-hmm. Like, well, it, it's just, you just got to kind of feel whatever's inside you and tug it out or like absolutely. the opposite. Feel whatever's out there and bring it in. And like, I am in art school right now, but the art that, or the, especially with, the, I mean, music sort of been like my thing. So yeah. the music, the people that really like draw me in, like m- most of them aren't, you know, like professional art school level, like, like artists with a grand concept and a big statement on the world or anything like the artists that really draw me in are people who like energetic people who like know what the fuck they're doing totally just have the drive to do it yeah man and yeah so like that's why i think lifestyle is a good word and like what maybe more what we're trying to portray is is like we're trying to find is like is there a way to is there a way to market and brand a lifestyle that is attractive to to society in some way and at the same time like put out content that like supports that lifestyle totally but like yeah i mean we already have like we have like between here and bc like across canada and then a little bit in the states like we have friends and collaborators that definitely like i think another big part is like finding people to collaborate with yeah friends who have a similar vibe who are also artistic and like trying to like build a bit of a global community yeah totally that shit and see if it's if there's any i mean at the end of the day we all need to pay rent and eat food (laughs) yeah that's true a professional community like the goal is to be doing what we love to do every day yeah and then like obviously we have to make money so yeah. we gotta figure out how to like, how to turn that into a vocation yeah how do we market it to people with the making people who want to give money for things yeah and you know what that's funny too because like the, like so many people will say like, oh if you're just if you're a real artist you're just doing it for the art and like yeah sure but like you said you you have to those, you have to pay bills yeah, I think it's bullshit too. I mean, there, there's definitely you can definitely see realms where people are doing it just for the money and they're kind of exploiting a specific kind well, that, of art. That's also that's, bullshit. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're, those what, are both bullshit. And yeah. that's what Gray is talking about. Is you got to find that place in yeah. balance. Yeah, exactly. Almost synonymous to Gray is the word balance. Yeah, that's yeah. perfect, man. Fuck, that's cool. It's like that. Uh, you know, when everyone was all, you know, the embrace the rainbow. It's like all colors. Everyone, you know, it's like this accepting of everyone. I feel like gray is the same concept as like that kind of queer rainbow statement. Sure. Um, it's like, but accepting that there is no colors, that everything yeah. is the same sort of undefined spectrum. Right. Nobody's. Yeah. As nobody's opposed to finding ethical, one color like, for yourself. And it's always it's, that it's getting that yeah. way, uh, especially in, in now that the world, you know, given the internet and media and, you know, social media and everything like your, everybody's lives is just becoming so transparent. Right. True. You know? Yeah. Well, if, that's within a, the, within the next few years, like any politician is just going to have to be open about mm-hmm. who they are. Like, yeah, this is my sex there's, tape. There's not going to be like my yeah. texting history. That's kind of incredible yeah. in a way. That's, yeah. And so that idea of like, you know, especially when it comes to public figures, like celebrities or, you know, people in the public eye, uh, you, you up till like just recently, I think people have always had to just see a single side of, 
of some somebody. And so anytime there's some scandal like, I don't know, uh, Gian Gameshi or something, mm-hmm. or like Woody Allen or something like that, where what, it's what, like... What, what, Shia LaBeouf? Shia LaBeouf. What, in that music video? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I, whatever. Keep well, yeah, no, 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 th- like... that's the same thing. Yeah, people like to say, oh, whoa, he, like, he's doing something strange that doesn't fit with my preconceived notion of what kind of person he is. Like, oh, what, what's up with that? But no, he just seems like a hilarious dude now that just like does whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah. But in that same vein, like, go on. Or it's like, no, but like, you take the case of like somebody like Woody Allen, who's this, you know, icon and has, you know, contributed so much to just like the culture and everything. And then it's like, oh, he might be a child molester. Like, you know, I, I, I don't know if that's even true for sure. Given, yeah, what's, yeah. But the whole, even just the fact that that story came out, it just like, everybody just like, just like does not compute, does not mm-hmm. compute. Yeah. How, because, and then, and then it, if, if something like that is true, because there's other, there's other examples of celebrities where like you find out, or like Roman Polanski or something like but yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. So but like with the, these guys are like, are, are, are 14 year old or something. It's yeah. like, does that mean I can't like his movies now? That's a really good question. I, I was asking that question about, like, most recently, like, Gian Gameshi. Yeah. Um, I can't listen to his interviews. That was my, that's my question. That's my question. And, like, some people can, some people can't. And I'm not sure what that says about, like, the situation about those people or whatever. But, like, that, that's I think a, the, re- I think that's the reason really that I can't is that I don't thing. think he was that. He, he wasn't. He wasn't great enough. See, if you're not a huge fan to begin with, I can understand. And it's not even a matter of being a huge fan. He was a fucking talk show host. Like, who gives True. a shit? Yeah, <laughs> like, I think. I thought it was amazing. Like when the story first came out, how many how many women were so quick to defend him because they were such big fans. Exactly, they loved him. He's yeah, yeah, sexy. Yeah. He's a great host. He's no. A like sexy when I when voice. I first when I read his like letter about yeah. how he was being fired for these reasons, I was like, that sounds like bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Really, yeah, exactly. I totally bought it, man. I totally bought it. No, no, no. I mean, like, uh, by bullshit, I mean, like, it's like, bullshit that he would be fired. Oh, yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah, like, like, well, I was he like, was smart with that because he he made us all buy it. Exactly. Like, we were, but I he was he was and he wasn't shit. because he all of a sudden drew a shitload yeah. of attention to it. Oh, yeah, that's true. And brought oh, every all the women who came out out of the woodwork. Yeah, I'm glad you know? that happened. Yeah. I, I, but it's still interesting because oh. now you know, like, the same women who were very quick to defend him, like, you like. Like I mean, I'm not a woman, obviously, but like, can you really continue to defend him once it's basically like? I mean, with with Woody Allen, it's a little more like it's more uh, ambiguous. But with Jackie Bashi, it's like it's like no, no you're, he's, know, he's a piece of shit. We know he's a sex <laughs> offender. Yeah, like, yeah. Like it's pretty obvious. So like, do they still defend him? I don't know. I I like to ask that question a lot. Actually, is like, do are you able? to watch or to listen to his interviews ever again are you able to watch a Roman Polanski film or a Woody Allen film but with do you I don't think she, I think it's a different thing and this might sound pretentious but you like you just bend the mic closer to you like like the like the, the mic on the t- tip like the, the top pinpoint right by your hand like bend the oh this thing yeah there you go okay that's beautiful thank you um, but like Sorry, it's different like I was saying this might sound pretentious but I feel like it's different for artists because if you're an artist and you're actually making something like a film Mm-hmm. If it can stand I, on its own, it's, right? It stands on its yeah. own. With a talk show host, you're under the illusion that you're just ta- he's just himself are, talking. You, he's just yeah. he's <laughs> just he's just in the moment, and he's just this guy. It's to completely you know fabricated, and everybody you know who is in that industry has a persona, mm-hmm. right? That that then, if that gets tarnished by like his crazy sex offenses and stuff like yeah. this, all of a sudden the person you're listening to is that person that's the thing you know? like if we're saying that everybody does art or can do art his art was being that character being that guy yeah and so that's the thing so like roman polanski when you watch a film you take the name out of it completely you just watch the film no credits it's still a good film whereas somebody who like they're the reason that they're well known is because they are a personality yeah. that's when you can get fucked up just like that's a good point 
You know what? I was like, I had no idea that, speaking of Roman Polanski, we watched a documentary on um, the Manson murders. Oh. And I had no idea that Sharon Tate, the Sharon Tate murders, were, was his fucking wife. Yeah. Was Roman Polanski's yeah, wife? Yeah, Roman Polanski's oh, wife. See, he I was, had no idea. Yeah, he was away. Oh. He was but, shooting Macbeth. Oh, my oh, what God. The, the Scottish play. Yeah, that's, a good, that's a good... Yeah. <laughs> While his... And that's part I of watched, like... I watched that recently, actually, because I was trying to sample... I wanted to sample this... Some witches being right. burned and screaming, and someone said that that might be in that movie, but it wasn't. I watched huh. the whole fucking movie and didn't find my sample. Yeah, there's no... I mean... It's a good oh, movie, though. Shit, I know where you can find the sound of witches screaming. Unfortunately, they're not actually witches, but they're people being burned alive. Like real, uh, like le- legitimate. Yeah, oh, like shit. it's oh. it's in uh, I think it's in the Congo. But there was like uh, three or four women that in this village that Damn. were, uh, you know, they cast a spell on somebody or whatever, bullshit basically, and they were like thrown in a ditch and just like Holy burned fuck. and shit. So if you need the audio for that, if you can stomach it, it. it <laughs> We'll post oh, a link on the website. Yeah, we'll post a link. Oh, God. <laughs> that, uh, that would make some le- very legitimate fucking screaming vibes on the backdrop of yeah, some that's sort it. of witch house track for sure. You know, what, what's what's worse is like it starts with screams and then it's just like you can see these people kind of just like give up and they're just like, Ooh. oh, shit. You know, like, I don't even yeah. know. Like when you catch God. a mouse or something and like and it's alive and it just doesn't do anything, it's kind of just resolved itself to the Remember fact that it's going to die. The time at the farm when we <laughs> caught a mouse Oh, we man. needed to kill it, but we didn't know what oh. to do, so we tried to drown it in a bag of oh, water. Oh, dude, it was terrible. Oh no, was this is not. Idea. I should not be telling. No, this, this is no. It's all. Idea. This is all. All <laughs> open here, man. Dude, fuck. That was another actually thing we did in BC. That this is like the this is the weirdest it got. Like this is when at the bottom of, at the at this point this is when I was like I need to like go to university or some <laughs> shit. Yeah, I'm just fucking drowning myself. <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. Well, we were living dude, in this like didn't, uh, didn't. farm in the middle of fucking nowhere. It's like you know most mostly an actual farm. We had tons of animals, a bunch of gardens. You know, we're also farming other things. Of course. Um, yeah, and it was fucked. We lived there all winter one year, and it, like you know, just it was weird. We didn't have you know, we had power. We didn't have like we had like a little well that would freeze over. It was pretty rustic. <laughs> Fuck. So like, and we were with like a bunch of young artsy people, and we yeah. were getting into some weird shit. So one night we were catching mice, and we had this live mice mouse, and uh, we were like, shit, we got to put this mouse out of its misery. It's injured. Blah blah blah. Sure. Like, let's drown it in this plastic bag of water so we put it in they can block. swim we put it in yeah, dude, we that's the thing watching it like it, it didn't take long we were like like real quick like watching this mouse swim for his life we're like this is a bad decision like, yeah this is not good I, there's I, no I, turning back at that point no we turned back a little, oh, did you uh, i like i ran outside and i put the <laughs> bag on a uh, chopping block and yeah. crushed the mouse with the back of an axe yeah you that's know you that's do, better man. than a slow fucking drown. Actually, it, it's funny that you mentioned that is, that killing is. mice because I've been really. I've got a friend who's got a mouse problem, and uh, they. Uh, they're, funny they're, you should mention that. <laughs> this is a great segue. <laughs> well, actually, uh, have you ever got mice problems? Uh, but they they they're afraid of killing mice because they're girls. I mean that's I guess a broad statement, Do but these are really particular afraid of mice. I they're afraid of mice and they also don't want to kill them. Do anything about it? Yeah. So I'm such a girl when it comes to mice. I, I'll, eh, I'll run away. In a see, second. yeah, put it put it in a mouse trap and then you just throw it in the garbage. Anyway, so that no, we don't want to kill them. Like, well, get the sticky tape, and but then they're like, oh no, but then you got to like pick it up and it's still alive. So I researched like um, ethical mouse traps, Shit. and you get a five gallon bucket with a little ramp up to the bucket. You put a a, a wire. Uh, from either end of the bucket and a tin can covered in peanut butter and so they'll climb up the ramp and jump onto the tin can but because it's just in the middle the tin can spins they fall into the bucket and so they just like chill down there 
but every single video that showed this method is like, or you can fill it up with water and they drown. Like, okay, okay, <laughs> sure. I was working in this restaurant once and they had this major, major rat problem. Ugh. It was so fucking gross. Was this in Van? No, this is at the the pizza place I was working oh, okay. at. It was so bad. It was it was the kind of restaurant where want to throw um, them under the bus. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Fucking tomato. The worst nice. pizza restaurant in the whole city. <laughs> Actually, the location where this happened isn't open anymore. It doesn't exist. So It's probably a good okay. reason. Yeah. For a very good reason. Yeah. But anyway, it was so fucking gross because like, there was the upstairs sort of dining area and where the kitchen was. But then you could go into the basement and there was this whole prep area where like you would wash dishes and do prep and this and that. Roll out the dough and everything like that. But you would, you know not spend a lot of time down there during service so you would go down every once in a while like go into the walk-in fridge to get like whatever you need or whatever and then but just every so often you'd walk down and you see this fucking raccoon not a rat like like a giant rat like a I've fucking seen a rat. monster it's oh, so dude, gross they're, they're, they're I've never crazy seen animals and a lot of times they would like scurry away but then the freaky ones are the ones that don't give a fuck oh about humans like, where oh, I'd be like I'd be like ah get, like I tried to scare it away and it just wouldn't do anything it would just sort of like walk away I'm just like <laughs> oh you fuck like and and the the best part of the story was we had this new dishwasher starting who was this sort of um like this Quebecois sort of white trash kid who was like 18 years old and <laughs> he was doing dishes downstairs and he's like yo i just saw a giant i just saw a giant rat and uh it's like in the it's in the, it's in the trap but it wasn't dead it was just like <laughs> so the manager of the restaurant he's just like you you have to kill it. That's oh part God. of it's part oh, of your job. Oh my God. So he, do, he I, I come downstairs and there's just like blood all over the place. Oh, fuck. And there's this like bloody Jesus. two by four. Holy oh. shit. The, the 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 rat sort of scurried away and he like whacked it with the two by four, but didn't oh totally kill it. And then he he's like, yeah. And then I just had to like, he like up, adopted the pose of like Gandalf, you shall not pass. <laughs> and just like crunched Stop the rat it. down. And I'm like, oh, fuck, holy, man. I can't believe you did that. That's so insane. Fuck oh. that. Oh, and that man. was like kind of just like a restaurant prank, right? Like you, you're a dishwasher. You, you <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're going to go kill the rat. He's like, you got to do it. <laughs> oh, my he's God. like, that ain't my job description, yeah. motherfucker. And he's like, oh, okay. This is my first day. I need to like prove myself. <laughs> That's funny. You know? But I come from a oh, province God. without rats. We what, what? we like pride. No, hey, listen, man. <laughs> wait, wait. You scoff I, I at know it. some Albertan politicians. Yo, what are you talking about? About? True. Alberta. No, we've got Those no rat? non-human rats in Alberta. Yeah. Like apparently they. They had like, um, you know, those like World War One and World War Two propaganda posters that are like, yeah, kill the Japs and just like, yeah, f- fight for your country, buy war bonds. But they would have those posters, but about rats, just like be vigilant farmers. Like we are a rat free province. And they've got they paid employees through the government that actually patrol the borders uh, like farms that that are on the border yeah. and like go in just to make sure that there's no rats. And they say, I mean. That's a really fucking heavy statement to say that your entire province has no rats, but that's like the, like if you look at a map, if you look on like what places have rats, that's like one of the only places in the world is like the little Alberta section. And like don't have any. Antarctica. Right. That's that's pretty. Yeah. I, I believe that Alberta is a pretty like agricultural place. And yeah. They're proud, right? You, they're you, super fucking proud. Yeah. You know, it's funny. You were mentioning like, um, uh, like first day on the job pranks uh-huh. and I used to work at the brick warehouse what we would do it was like a huge one story like ground level warehouse and uh whenever there was a new guy we'd be like okay uh yeah just go um 
uh, go down to the go go outside and then go down to the basement. There's like a an outside door to get into the basement. There's no fucking basement. <laughs> so like it was just like one of the emergency exits. So like a kid would go around. He'd like knock on the door and then one of the older guys would be like, "What? Who is it? What?" No, this is, sorry, it's restricted access down here. You need you need like a verification code, and so like he'd come back around. He'd be like, "Hey, uh, sorry, we just need like what's the code?" And we, oh yeah, the code. Yeah, sorry, it's like uh, one four 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 three three nine nine, and just like a long series of numbers, and get him to run around again. And after like four or five times, he'd just be like, "I don't know, man. They're just not letting me in." And we'd be like, "Dude, what the fuck? Like, this is your job. Can you not even do your job and go down to the basement?" What the fuck, man? These poor kids. I don't know. Really dropping the ball. First day, man. My favorite one is, uh, yo, go to the fridge and just grab me one of those uh, two-liter bags of air, if you don't mind. Oh, my God. They're like, I don't don't know what you're talking about. What what are you, an idiot? It looks like a bag of air. Yeah, just get the air. It's just a bag of air. It's right in the front. It should be right right there when you open the fridge. It's like, I need it for an order right now. Come on. Come on. Putting this order out late. You know what? And those and they're just like like a deer in head, like oh yeah. okay. <laughs> those usually I'm were like sure the worst places guy. to work. I've been that guy. So I still yeah. would be that guy. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Yeah. I I'd like to say that I wouldn't be, but I guess if you're just, if you need a fucking job, man, you're just like yes, okay, yes, yes, I'll do whatever it yeah. takes. Fuck. Yeah. I hope I don't have to be there again. Yeah. I mean, it's any job. You just get used to it. I guess. I guess, I man. Cause, I think because the, by by saying yes all the time to everything, then. When you say no, you know, you have this, you know, you have this power. Like, I found, like, with any shitty part-time job, any shitty part-time job, the trick is to become more valuable to them than they are to you, you know? Yeah. This is very true. So if you be like, I need the next two weekends off, and they're like, what? No, you can't do that. I'm like, okay, well, fire me then. And they're like, that's okay. My my first job in Montreal, was I was dishwashing. I was like... I was like older than the rest of the kitchen staff, basically. Yeah, you just have to for the, for the first month or whatever just become the best dishwasher. Yeah. And I was, man. They they were they valued me. I was there every yeah. day. I did my fucking work well. But then there was one day where I was like doing some other shows. Like had a bunch of things on the go. I was prepping some food, doing some dishes, and uh, one of the cooks, like the main cook, the sous chef, comes up to me with like a, a burnt pot or something. He's like, "I need this pot washed like ASAP." <laughs> And I just turned around and looked at him and I was like, no, fuck off. I have yeah. other shit I'm doing. Yeah. And like everyone stopped in the kitchen. They just looked at me and they're like, whoa, did you just say no? Yeah. And I was like, look at, like, look at what I have in front exactly. of me. Like, are you kidding me? Like, yeah. I'm not going to do that right now. And then they like another like two seconds of silence. And then the fucking sous chef looked at me. He's like, yo, I respect that. That's awesome. <laughs> and just walked off. I was like, there you go. That's like, you know, it's like, fair when enough. When you can say no to yeah. your boss, that's, that's a good feeling. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. yeah, that's huge. Especially if you're working like the shittiest job. Some shitty job, yeah. yeah. I've done dishwashing gigs before and it, it's funny the the stigma that comes attached just to that particular position, you know? It's like, oh, if you're a dishwasher and you're not like 18, yeah. then obviously you're on fucking drugs. Like, there's yeah. something wrong with well, you. okay. Well, that, I mean, I yeah, was. Yeah, me too. Me too, but I wasn't Man, just like... dishwashing's my like go-to as like a last resort job. Yeah, because you know I, you can always do it. I know I can always and do everyone's it. Everyone's looking and for a like, dishwasher. I've worked in restaurants my whole life, so I know like, with my resume, I can just be like, boom, let me do dishes. Sure. They're yeah, like, okay. Yeah. You know, I like to do that for like a month or two. Like go into a place, do wash dishes for a month, like right before you go on holiday or some shit. Yeah. yeah. Like make friends well, at the restaurant, disappear, and then yeah. never go back to work. Well, <laughs> what was dope with my last dishwashing job that I had? It was like a shitty restaurant. It was like Houston, uh, like bar and grill, and it was like this sort of wanting to be classy like barbecue restaurant oh, that was sort of I attached to the like W Hotel or something <laughs> yeah. like that. Right. So it, it was like a shitty barbecue restaurant. But it was staffed by these like slick 
dudes and all the like waitresses <laughs> had like dudes. huge fake tits and little black dresses and mm. platform heels. And, Sounds like, great. Yeah, well, why aren't we there right now? Guys? <laughs> they were, oh, it's it's horrible. No, no, they're like the worst people. <laughs> okay. I wanted to have sex with all of them, but I I tried to talk to them and I'm like, we live soul. in different dimensions. Yeah. We can't, yeah. there's, I can't hold a conversation with you at all. And, so often how that happens. <laughs> yeah. But it was a great gig yeah. because you were just I was just by myself. They had a great setup for the dishes. It was because it was a it had a big dining room, so they needed to have this like flow for the dishwashing. So yeah. you could do it as one man, right? And I worked or one woman or one woman. And I worked Just keep it in the gray here. I worked like right. Saturday right. Sundays or something. It was like two days a week, but that was like the between that I would get like six hundred. Or like no, it was like enough to pay my rent and all my bills, all my phone bills and everything in like two days a week. That's a good you know? dishwashing that, that, gig. And then so I had the rest of that the week to like hook up other work or whatever, or take it off, you know, based on what I need, what my needs were. So like it was, it was kind of dope. That is good. That's good. Yeah. It's, it's funny though that like, like I was talking about the stigma of, of dishwashing before, but like I've been to places where like I've dishwashed, and then in the same place I've like like line cooked or bust or served. And just like you're the same person, they all know, like they all know you as the same person. But just the way that that you are treated when you're like not covered in food yeah. and like in a dish pit mm. versus like being relatively well dressed and and like walking around in the front of house is no, just man. night and day, man. There's a reason they call it the dish pit. Yeah, it's a fucking like, pit. Like, you could be the fucking manager, and all of a sudden you step back in the dish pit, and like exactly. you're like the, the guy who's like his first day of cooking is like looking at yeah. you like yeah. Bitch, clean up these fucking pots. Like, you know, there was a there's like a really lame, uh, I guess, reality TV show that I watched on a plane once. I think it was called um, like uh, the Boss or something like that. Or I, anyway, the 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 concept was like Seven Eleven or like Subway or something like that. The CEO of this company would go and like wear a disguise and apply as like a lower level employee and just see how the business worked. Yeah. And every single fucking time they're just like, Oh, oh like what, what, what the fuck <laughs> is this shit? Like, you know, like you've got like, just like some convenience store worker, like a Seven Eleven, just like treating customers like shit and just like, you know, eating like free food on the job and stuff and just being like, I would totally do that if I was some CEO. Yeah. How could, totally. you, how could you not? Exactly. And it was so funny to like look, seeing the look of surprise on, like there was the, they did one on Hooters. So the oh CEO of Hooters went in know. and just was like, you know, talking to these girls who are like, yeah, I'm a single mom of like eight and you know, I'm just like, I do this because I have to and like, I don't really enjoy just like showing my tits for money basically but like it's not stripping and then like literally the CEO had to like go outside and cry he was like what Holy what shit. the fuck is this because uh, like become? he's so distanced from all this shit he just like thinks about the budget he's and just, just like new locations there yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly yeah, yeah. my god it's, it's kind of it's so interesting because my work now I deal with a lot of people who are just very business minded you right. know and you kind of have to be a sociopath True. to be like a ruthless businessman yeah. and be successful. Yeah. Yeah. Work, you know, I think there's work. a degree of it. Yeah. I think so it's what like, you're saying there's is a, we should become sociopaths if we want to succeed. I don't know uh, if you be, can become a sociopath. It's just like, it's just like, I don't know. Like my personality is to be very like polite, very Canadian, easygoing. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt. I'm not going to push you that hard. If you, you know, it's like, if you don't want to do something, that's okay. Like, so whatever. for, for, for your information, I guess he's a property manager. Yeah. 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 So it's, it's just so fascinating dealing with people who on the one hand are very successful and make, you know, lots of money doing something. But then on the other hand, you like, 
you kind of you kind of observe how they how they sort of talk to people and treat people, and it's like I would never ever talk to somebody like that. Yeah, and it, mm-hmm. it's like they're literally screaming at each other, and it's kind of the point where like I get I take a lot of that like as an employee mm-hmm. working you know sort of close to that, and it's like I get screamed at on a regular basis, but I just worked it out in my mind that like I'm not taking it personally. It's just like this is just how these people operate, yeah. and I'm just like, job. yeah. And I know, I know, if I truly never fuck anything up, there's no reason for me to feel bad about anything, even if I'm being yelled at for no yeah. reason. Yeah. You know, I'm just like, that's just how you guys operate, and it's like, that's you know, I've that's never, something that's kind of tough. That but it's weird. It's yes. fucking weird. Like I could never do that. Yeah. No, it's definitely a type of person like that. Like that, and it's not. I wouldn't say it's a boss of any job, but like the kind of person who's going to be in charge of of a job often. Is able to be a little bit ruthless with yeah. With you gotta be. You gotta be. Especially a job like that where uh, like prop- property management. Like it's not like uh, it's not like the job is like fulfilling their soul. Right. So yeah. Much, you know? But it's like yeah. it's like my job. I'm the actual manager. So I I deal with tenants. I collect rents. I you know do do all the maintenance. And You're the I, face of it. And I I take all complaints that come in. Right. And then I the guy I work for is the guy who actually owns the building. Right. Got it. And so he's just looking at this in ter- in an, as an investment. It's, it's yeah. just money. He's, it's it's like this should my... take money, but there's this whole other human factor that you don't take into account, which is why I am employed <laughs> in yeah. a certain way. Yeah. And you're you the know. one who has to has to well, you, say you're collecting rent. Somebody can't pay it. You're the one who has to like have somebody tell you a story about why they can't pay it. Yeah, you know, to him it's just like no, they didn't pay it. Give me my fucking money. Yeah, but I'm sure you've uh, like have you had instances where like you have and, to and be it's, like, it, it, ah. it gets to the point where like I get bitter where I'm like fuck you like right and it's uh, and well, i feel towards, like i'm the man the because like towards, towards the tenants right, yeah, yeah. cuz uh, you know and i can tell the difference between somebody who's legitimately having a difficult time and, so and somebody who's literally just jerking me around yeah, yeah. where it's like oh yeah i'll have your money on monday and it's like okay here's half of what i said i would pay right. and it's like fuck, i have to keep fucking coming back and it's like cuz like i don't give a fuck like, yeah I, I don't care but it's like it gets it gets to the point where if somebody doesn't pay it affects like how I get paid. Exactly. You know? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So then I have to be like, like the man to a degree, and I have to be like, when is it? When? When? When do you? When will you have the money? Where's my money? Yeah. You know, and I have to be like authoritative, which is just not my personality yeah. at all. You know. I mean, I but think I have some to, like, people do that shit naturally, and they're kind of sociopathic, and maybe like really uh, thrive off of that. Yeah. Yeah. I also think that's a valuable skill to learn, though. Like. Like I'm, I'm, I'm like you. I'd say like I, I do not have an authoritative personality. I'm not the kind of person who, if like someone's jerking me around, I'm gonna like, you know, like just be like, hey, fuck you. Yeah, exactly. This is what, like, like yeah. or like if you're in, a, if you're in an interaction with somebody, it's like I need to like assert my dominance somehow. Yeah. Like I feel like that's a big part of the like pushy salesman yeah, mentality, yeah, which is like. I need to assume the sale. Always be closing. I'm just like, ugh, that's so. It's such a gross. But, but, I worked. I worked in, in telemarketing for a while. And like right. the, the managers who were like the higher ups, it's like you need to like don't take no for an answer. And I'm like, what? What was their answer? Is no. I'm gonna, yeah. No. I see. That's kind of bullshit. But like, I think you need to be able to do both. Like, you need to be able to. I mean, maybe not everyone could do this, but I, like intuitively, like like you said, like you can tell when someone's like one of your tenants is like yeah. literally like like you know I'm fucked. I can't pay my rent. I'm really sorry. That's that's different than someone like like fucking with you. Yeah. But but like but you also need to determine when it's like you, you, you know you need to have that skill if you're working that job or or a lot of jobs where you actually have to like 
Well, yeah, when self. you've got that position, like, you can't be a pushover. But the, but the really, the really you have to just be yeah. like, this is me, and yeah. this is what I'm saying, and you have to adhere to this shit because this is my job. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, not, for sure. That's not easy to do. I think that's the best way to approach it. That's something I'm learning with with this management shit. Like, I I don't do more of the. I fucking like hate the, managing the, the person people. to person stuff. I kind of just like sit in the shadows and just right. like make sure everything's chill uh, from the night before. But like, there's been a couple instances where I've had to address things, and it's like that. That's what's weird about about if, if you the, need to the bar industry. Ever, you should do it on your podcast. You guys ready <laughs> bring, for this? Bring an employee ready? on. Yeah, yeah I'm okay, ready for okay. This. So where's my notebook? Yeah, no, th- no, there's nothing. <laughs> but. uh we're just like especially in like the bar industry you're, you're all fucking friends you know and yeah. if you're not friends you're at least acquaintances yeah. and the environment uh, like cultivates this like friendly interaction kind of thing you're all drinking together yeah. or, like whatever you're all kind of the same age doing the same shit so that when you do have to address something it's just like like I think you explained it best where you have to say like okay listen this is not me being a dick this is me needing to do this this and this to address this and this because this is my job and this is your job and if you're not doing the things that you're required to do for your job yeah then like then we gotta pursue other alternative i mean when i take a job i expect that like honestly like like the bar industry is a great example like working in there like i know i'm friends with the people i work with i also i also would hope that my friends that i work with if i fuck up or do something that like uh you know jeopardizes like you know that the health of a customer whatever yeah. it is like anything like sure I, like i approach a job being like i know that we're friends i know that like i would rather i would way rather work with friends than work in just some random fucking yeah, place yeah, yeah. but like i also like i expect that at some point like i'll be treated like i'm a co-worker exactly i'm doing a job yeah. and that's like a differentiation you have to make like especially you're not just here to hang out that's the no thing. no like at some point like yeah it's nice to be able to hang out at work and like enjoy but it's like i love with your co-workers i love, I love when, I, point, you when gotta, i when you encounter people in the service industry or anybody who's working some sort of uh like low-end job that yeah. isn't particularly like oh this is my dream job or something but they're giving it everything that they have yeah. and like I work at Denny's as a waiter. This sucks, but I'm going to be the best Denny's waiter that I could possibly be and give all of these people like a great experience. Yeah. And Honestly, you know, like yeah. pay attention to their orders and like, you know, yeah. cuz why not why not do that? It's cuz I agree with you fully and as someone who eventually like uh, like I would like to be at a position in my life at some point where I am running a company or something like yeah. Yeah. those are the people I'm like I don't give a fuck what degree you have. I don't give a fuck yeah. where you've worked. If I know that you've like say you've worked your whole life dishwashing at restaurants but you are the best dishwasher that restaurants ever seen you work your ass that's off. character that's yeah. it's character and it, it displays like an ethic of of working that 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 is more valuable to me than credentials and you never know someone like david show or david show himself might, exactly. might, might walk in and yeah. uh, and appreciate your work ethic and uh, drop you Yo, a david, sixteen thousand dollar tip yeah david yeah, david chose my hero that's yeah, where you know i got what? that oh, denny's thing this from. is kind of how we, we started we, we, this we conversation would, uh, yeah. this is how we started oh, talking about podcasts it's like dvdsa oh yeah. you guys love that show dude, dude you wouldn't even know so hooked on like them, every it's the best it's the fucking best podcast ever every episode this is my david show shirt Oh what the wait no this oh, is what we we're sick. the episode yeah, we were nice. listening to of your podcast earlier you're talking yeah. about having the fucking asshole t-shirt yeah 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 yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 yo this guy's a hero yeah, yeah we like that I want to fucking he's the man I, every all my friends 
think it's retarded and stupid and don't like it. They're See, retarded. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, I, I pretty much to... broke up with my last girlfriend. A bit. It's like what you, D- you yo, don't honestly. Like DVD ASA like changed my life. Like yo, I like this. It's, yeah, <laughs> See, yo, this I, I think just haven't given it any time. This is part of our company too. We just yeah. sit around listening to that shit. We're like, we're fucked up people. Did you hear the like Ranch Solo series episodes? <laughs> yeah. Those, Lots that's, of them. Yeah. I was about to be like, yo, you guys should listen to this podcast, but you already know. Elaborate. What Ranch Solo? It's just like him by himself. Like he's like I'm naked in my ranch, and he's just like going on like a diatribe about like what it takes to be, you know, just a successful you artist. Yeah. You know. So yeah. last oh, we talked the, about the it, the show method, man. We, we, yeah. We're followers of the show method. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's awesome. That's well, so yeah, because like the way that he came about is just do his own yeah. shit. Yeah, just did his own shit until somebody. Like, what needs work? What needs work? Everything needs work. Yeah. So you, if you suck. Go down the hallway. All the way, there's a, you'll hit a door. Yeah, weird. You open yeah, the no, door, he's the champion. And then, uh, Those are... the bathroom's right on the right. Yeah, he's, so he's get into hero. the staircase, really but the cool, bathroom's right uh, on the right. Like, yeah. directed towards the artist kind of conversation. Yeah, and it's really like, just get back to work. It's like, you don't have a life now. Like, you cr- you create life. You know? Let your let your friends have a life. It's like, I don't I don't adhere to that, but... Kind of. I respect the, it. Like, yeah. As I, a concept. I, That's what you have to do if you want to be, like, truly great at something. If you want to be, like, the best at whatever you're doing, you know? Most definitely, I've been working on on that concept big time over the last little while. Just um, just put putting playtime and party time and socialization time as uh, secondary as much as possible, and right. just n- not 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 caring that I'm like kind of like on on my own, but like getting mad mad good work done. Yeah, and, yeah. I mean, what I what I try to do with it. with my work yeah. that way is like make like combine them like. All, all the shit I do, like with Evan with the podcast, and like on Mondays I have our, our night and stuff like that. Like that's fun, and that's kind of has an element of we're bullshitting and fucking around. But on the other hand, no, we have a routine, we have a schedule that yeah. we will stick to and make it as best as we can make it. Yeah. And then on the other hand, like with um, like a, my theater company, like I do plays, like that's my main my main thing. Cool. And it's like that's me with my friends making plays, and it's never I don't the amount of hours I spend on that never. I'm never like, oh, I'm spending like so many hours working in my. No, no. To me, this is the good stuff. Yeah. Like, awesome. I don't even think about that. You yeah. know, that's that's something I, I have a hard time finding a balance for. Because I, I don't know. I feel like I work pretty hard on. You know, like we've got like with you and me, just like we've got three projects that yeah. are just kind of set. Like the sound design for theater. We got the podcast. We've got our Monday nights. But like I, I always feel like I should be doing more, and sometimes I'll be like partying, or I'll just be like sitting at home and just like watching porn or something. I'm just like, <laughs> wait a second. Only afterwards, actually. Only that, like as I'm falling asleep, I'm just like F- I just wasted my day. I could have like could have drawn something. I could have made some music. I could have done yeah. blah 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 blah. So but I don't know. At the same time, like it's all about like a nice balance. Like <laughs> exactly, s- like sitting in, in at your house and watching porn yeah. is super crucial for like anyone. Well, like, it's a whatever, release. Like yeah, yeah, go for it, man. That kind, that kind of thing. Just like not doing shit is also super crucial. Like the people that yeah. like, like you have to, <laughs> you have to allow that that kind of time yeah it's true to, it's true to have like a, a happy healthy yeah and i, I guess it's just a, a matter I'm, I'm kind of the person who's like feels guilty about it i know i shouldn't because you need fucking free time otherwise you're gonna go fucking crazy yeah but like yeah go for it man actually do, is my gray plastic bag of beer somewhere in anybody's eyesight it was this one that's where this oh is. okay okay yeah. cool. cool 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 yeah it's all good but yeah like i don't know i feel like the the little that i've heard yeah. you know, as long as you 
that's good. And that concludes the case of crabs. Yeah, man. You know what? Sometimes you just need like a lot of fucking shampoo. Yeah. But uh, oh, was that not recording? Uh-oh. Uh, damn. Oh, that was a great story. Shit, we missed the best part. We all have crabs now. Yeah. Wait, wait. Never mind. Well, we all have them, but we know how to deal with them now. Yeah. There we go. Okay. Oh. Beautiful. See. And we're back. We got this board. Um, I'll go into it. You'll appreciate these details because every time I bitch about the technical aspects of this show, uh, everybody's just kind of like, oh, I just don't know what he's doing. <laughs> but uh, Evan's talking about his sound gear <laughs> So the this interface that I have, uh, one of the cons that comes with having a shared space is this interface. I brought it in. Now the first channel just straight up doesn't work. Um uh, yeah, let me like. It might uh, actually see, I'm, I'm be working again. now. No, I'm, I'm out of here again. Anyway, yeah. Uh, one second. Whatever. We'll, we'll get you back. And uh, so the first channel just straight up wasn't working. So these are all balanced pre's. So I've had to shift everything down. So the first three lines in are balanced. But the fourth one, which would have been your mic. Yeah. Uh, God damn it. I know, right? It's, it's in and out. It's finicky. Talking? I wonder if it's like the cable maybe no, or something. No, it's the board. Yeah. That sucks. Oh well, you know, here we are. I'm getting a little. Uh, I'm alright if I'm a little overcompressed and distorted because that's how I am anyway. You know, what, I'm gonna try something. All right. Um, um, where are you coming in? Over here. Yeah. <laughs> Do you edit these? No. Awesome. Cool. Yeah, yeah so it's just going like to be yeah, straight yeah. bullshit. I like that. Yeah, we're not pretending. We're not no, pretending. it gives it a, a real vibe. Yeah. It's like, it's DVD essay shit. No take backs, no whatever. Exactly. This is what it is. If you say something stupid, you're fucked. No? Uh, well, no, let, let's just see here. Let's right. see. Yeah, no, so, no. I'm going to change a you. Still yeah. fucked. Still fucked. Oh, well, but so the, the issue was, um, I'm just going to put you in channel four and see what happens. Hello, hello. Check one, two. There I am. There you are. Are we recording right now? Yes, we are. All right. We're anyway. completely live. All right. All right. But uh, yeah, so the, um, the, the, the first channel is fucked. So I've had to, the first three are balanced. The last one is unbalanced. So I was having to add like a crazy compressor that just sounded like absolute shit. Yeah. Because it was like, it was trying to record in at line level. So what I figured I could do was put it into this mixer, raise it up, and it works technically, but it just it keeps cutting out. So I don't know. This mixer looks pretty fucking old anyway. It's all good. Technical difficulties. Without te- technical difficulties, you're not trying that hard. I agree. Yeah. I agree. You can never like have it. When shit perfect. fucks up, that's yeah. when you actually like figure out how to do stuff. How to you know, exactly, learn. man. The but the best that the shows I've ever been part of are the ones that actually like you know whether it's DJing or trying to record a band or something. Is yeah. the ones where like you get everything set up and then you turn everything on and then you're like, wait, why something what's doesn't not work. working? That's then, the best way to figure, figure out how to out. use your stuff. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, yeah, having to, that's, what's weird about this digital stuff is like, I did a, I did a portion of, uh, recording arts of Canada where we did all analog 
so we're running through like Crazy. analog board analog compressors oh, a big like uh you know like a, like the spaghetti cables in, in in the rack yeah but what was cool about that is like you could literally trace the signal so like using physical cables so okay here's the mic i'm tracing the cable to the board i'm tracing that to the compressor i'm tracing this to the eq this to the reverb blah 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 here okay this is going to our auxiliary and blah 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 here's the voice it's a realistic so, signal chain exactly so if something doesn't happen you go okay where is it whereas digital is like it's the same concept but it's all just buttons you know yeah. so like all these weird digital and settings sometimes sometimes it could be like the, as simple as you just didn't like toggle the right fucking setting in exactly. your in your program exactly yeah that's what's weird like sometimes with ableton I, I i not so much anymore but i used to get like white record buttons it's like why why is my channel input white like that doesn't make any sense like everything looks good blah 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 and then i just realized oh i didn't select like my my audio driver exactly yeah it's you know you gotta it's those are the kind of things you can only learn with experience like exactly. i do not like the idea of sitting in a class and some professor telling me like you know yeah do this it's like no i think something's <laughs> not you have, that's actually the most ba- valuable thing i think i've learned at this school is like especially when I, I don't do this anymore but i was doing like the audio engineering and recording classes for my right. first two years um which i did kind of realize like nah, i don't think this is the direction i want to take it mm-hmm. but um <clears throat> the most valuable thing i learned from that is that is that uh is that you sh- you can never actually be prepared it's all a matter of being ready to deal with things that aren't working yeah. so it's it's as, it's like can you fix something quickly it's not like can you have everything set up and ready to go it's no, like it's, if there's yeah. a problem can you fix it it's quickly like, yeah yeah it's like a lesson i learned because i work as a, a house painter that's like my, my main trade you're all over the place yeah that's how i sort of weaseled my way into the property management because i was painting all these apartments anyways cool. so i was around all the time so it just helped if i was like oh you want to collect some rents too like okay cool <laughs> uh but um i i worked a couple of summers with this guy who was like a total professional he just like took me on as like his worker and stuff and he's like exactly that concept and he's like as like a like a teachable moment he's like fuck ups and mistakes will happen it doesn't it's not about stopping them it's about knowing how to deal with them absolutely you know it's kind of like public school it's like you're gonna spill paint (laughs) you're not here to learn shit you're here to learn how to deal with all the bullshit yeah 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 true that yeah, if you can, uh, it's not about not fucking up. Quick it's on about, your toes yeah. and sort something out. That's like a vibe. That's another thing I think about. Like if I'm, like I, I, I dream a lot about like if I was to be like the boss of some big company at some yeah. point. Like how would I want to deal with people? Like who would I want to have working for me? And it's like yeah, it's that same thing. Like people who who are problem solvers on the spot. Like who aren't afraid to just be like, oh, I have an idea. Let's try this. Let's yeah. try that. Even if it doesn't work. Like, As opposed to just like, no, we gotta follow instructions. Yeah, yeah. If you're if you're used to just following instructions your whole entire life, like that's kind of useless in my opinion. You have yeah. to be a little bit like able to just like come up with something on the spot, do something yeah. random, try something random. That's exactly. like, that's when cool things happen. Exactly. I'm gonna pull it on a, in a completely different direction nice. cool. so I, I like that them. yeah cool. i like that switch up completely different a new direction so yeah a new erection a new direction a new direction yeah new direction direction better than a dress new, direction. New direction is a good direction yeah. uh, new so um i was listening to uh so we're talking about podcasts and you guys listen to the joe rogan podcast yeah have yeah okay. have done so, most, yeah I, yeah there was a guy called randall carlson 
who was on the Joe Rogan podcast a couple months ago, or maybe more than that, quite a while ago. But he was on very recently as well. And he's got this um, website called Sacred Geometry. And so he's... Um, He's like a, a geometrician, which I didn't know was a thing. That's crazy. Yeah, so like a mathematician, but you, but you deal with geometry. Um, geologist, and just like basically an explorer uh, of science literature for the past like 40 years. That's pretty cool. And so his, um, he, he talks a lot about sacred geometry and, um, uh, and ancient civilizations and how they use geometry in order to, to build their, their temples and, and all their works. And he talks a lot about the pyramids. But... Um, Something that he talked about in this uh, in this most recent podcast was: uh, Have you guys read uh, *Fingerprints of the Gods*? Graham Hancock. I I I've, I've read a little bit of it. Alex Cormier was talking about that book a lot at one point, and I have read a little a little bit, but it's, not, it's, not the whole book. It's super interesting. I haven't read the book, and it's something that that I'm looking to to get into because like this guy Randall Carson is talking about it a lot. But the idea that we think that we are the peak of human civilization, you know, because like we, we've got ruins of ancient civilizations, the pyramids. Yeah. Super cool. They built a big triangular rock, blah, blah, blah. But we're like, we've got fucking computers. We can fly. Like we know what the fuck's going on. But Graham Hancock has got this idea that like, no, we're not the first civilization that it, that has gotten to a specific level. So who knows, who knows if like these civilizations were able to fly. That's one of his theories, like using, uh, looking at hieroglyphs and ancient Sumerian texts, talking about the, uh, the ability of, of people being able to fly and like weird hieroglyphs of like plane looking structures and stuff. But what he was talking about is like taking these theories and actually giving it some kind of, um, geological and historical context. And so he showed this graph that was, um, uh, basically just a like a line graph of um, ice samples they did in Greenland uh, based on uh, on the heat of the planet yeah so not relative to anything specific like co2 levels or anything like that but it, it showed like you know a two to three degree uh, differentiation uh, beside the zero point in any given direction but then something like 12 to 13,000 years ago there was like this huge spike where in something like a matter of weeks the temperature of the planet changed like 7 to 10 degrees Whoa. which basically like the only thing that could have happened is like some kind of cataclysmic event so he theorizes that it was a an asteroidal impact and so i mean all of these different um like uh educations and all these different kind of fields of study he he's kind of studying them all and picking apart pieces that kind of correlate to the same thing. So the, the ice age coming about or like, uh, the, the period of like, um, uh, of extreme bounty when people were worshiping like this, this pregnant earth goddess, you know, for, for giving like bounty to the earth. And he shows these, these, uh, kind of maps of, of what would have happened had this heat, uh, come across melting all the glaciers and basically causing a flood so he's like correlating this tangible data of the fact that yeah there was huge floods everywhere on earth with all these texts like that every single religion has about the great flood and it's weird because most most scientific people will say well those are just books like those are just like you know ancient stories but he's kind of bringing them together not saying that like everything in the story is true that some bearded dude named Noah made an ark and blah 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 true, true. but the idea that like you can't disregard these stories that people tell especially completely independently of one another all at the same time it's just it's super super cool cool word yeah hey how are we doing on beer supply 
We're doing pretty damn good. Are we? Yeah. Hey, I'd I love another beer. That'd, yeah, be, qu- that'd be cool. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Thank you. So if that's the case, though, then, like, um, I I feel that, too. I, I think that you can. I'm good for now. I don't think you can there. disregard cool. any of that shit. That's the thing, man. Because like, dude, but like religions have a history of like telling a lot of stories, telling like, a lot like, of stories like, and rewriting things yeah. based on their own perspective. But like, I, I mean, I I don't I, I I am not an expert by any means at like history or or any of this like actual scientific history of of the Earth. But I do, you know, I, I really don't believe that the history books that we're we've been taught have much significance either exactly like, as no especially as, when you put much, it in like a high school context where exactly. it's like there was an ancient egyptian civilization Ooh, there was king tut yeah yeah, Ooh, yeah, yeah. We, like, they built these pyramids yeah. it doesn't really tell it. you anything about like what actually was going on no nobody fucking knows how could you no. possibly know did you know that cleopatra the reign of cleopatra um was as far away from the pyramids being built as we are to cleopatra from, being alive I, I heard that actually somewhere like she, That's she fucking was, she's insane. Way before the pyramids. Right? No, she's huh. way after or the way pyramids. After. Yeah. Huh. So the pyramids. Yeah. So like oh. say. Well, because she she was kind of like at the same time as like the rise as, of the Romans. Yeah. And stuff. Like Cleopatra's like zero. The pyramids yeah. are minus ten, and we're plus ten. Like just just so just she, to visualize. Yeah, okay, it. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Which is fucking insane. The idea that like. This was a civilization that's thousands and thousands of years old, and here we are in like what we want to call the peak of the technological and industrial revolution, which has been nah, what? Man, we're just in the less oil, than a couple hundred years. We're just in the years. oil age. That's it, man. That's we're not, it. We're not. This is yeah. We, that's we so have, funny. We have dedicated ourselves to technology, but it's all through the lens of like oil and and industry on the yep. planet. Like I don't think we're like. We're, uh, we're retarded. We, it's we're, true. We're evolved. Collectively, I, 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 I consider our society incredibly retarded. I was, I, I was. Like, this is actually computers and shit. Like yeah. the, the, this is actually really. This, all this ties into a binary code. Still, yeah. the, the fact, that, was, the fact saying, that we need I to use this cables. is all really yeah. fucking retarded. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was listening to this podcast about. Um, I was, I was. At, Talking to Evan about this, and I was kind of hating on Joe Rogan's actual comedy. I'm like, ah, oh, he's kind of a douchebag. Joe blah, Rogan blah, is a douchebag, but love him or hate him. But whatever, like <laughs> I love him. Now, now that we're having this conversation, it's actually reminding me of a lot of shit that he was actually talking about, and it's like that's actually kind of true. And he's like, he's talking about like theories about how he, he he's he's like my biggest fear is that the stupid people will outbreed the smart people. And it's like that. Maybe that's what happened yeah. to these ancient civilizations. It's True. like, ooh, they figured Dude. out this massive way to like build the pyramids and shit. And it's like, while they were doing that, the dumb people were just like fucking <laughs> and, <laughs> and outbreeding each everybody. Have you seen the movie Idiocracy? Yeah, oh, yeah, yes. yeah. Of course, yes. yes. Yeah, it's like, it's just like that. And, and then he's like, okay, yeah, we think we're so smart. It's like I'll give you a hatchet in the in in the woods. How how soon until you can send me an email? Yeah, <laughs> yeah pretty <laughs> like, much. I don't know how this shit works. Yeah. It's just there for me, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's no there's no more generalization, you know. There, it's we're all specialists. Well, no, we're not all specialists. I'm not a fucking specialist, but like anybody who who's got cred as being like uh, somebody who can achieve something technologically is a specialist. Yeah. Like I watched this TED talk on um, basically that specialization versus generalization. So his first slide was a mouse like a computer mouse right next to um, like an ancient, I guess not an axe, but like a, like a, a cutting device. Mm-hmm. So it was like they were shaped exactly the same, which was kind of mm-hmm. cool. But he's like, this one on the left, you guys could pr- probably all make it. You take a piece of obsidian, you like rub it up against another rock and just like you make a cutting tool. A mouse, nobody on the planet, not a single person in the entire history of humanity can make this by themselves. 
What are you talking about? A computer mouse? Yeah, computer mouse. Yeah, but yeah. No yeah, one yeah, person yeah. can make it. You've got your plastics. You've got the people who went and got the oil. You've got the guy who designed it. You've got the guy who yeah. decided to invent the rollerball. Like, that's what it's allowing to, us to progress so fast is because we've got this, like, interconnectivity that, that allows us to communicate. That's kind of where our technology is at. It's, 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 like, open source. Like, you get all these people working on different things. But, like, yeah, like, when it comes to survival skills or life yeah. skills, if... It, could could any of us open up that fucking computer there and fix it? Like nope. I, I know a couple people who could in <laughs> my life. Yeah, I got yeah. friends, a couple friends who smoke enough hash and open enough computers that that's all that they know how to do. Yeah. He's really good. Yeah. at it. But like yeah. if if you know you like yeah, but then like it's like we, okay we now live, now fix the plumbing for the house. You know yeah, yeah. yeah. Someone exactly. said that to someone said that to me the other day. It was like uh, they're like yo. You know, as as someone in their mid twenties who's who's a man, and when you talk about like what kind of skills do you want to develop to, to be, you know, to be a man, yeah, you know, like if if you're if you're thirty thirty five years old and you and you can't figure out how to like fix your own fucking plumbing or something, yeah. like yeah. that's and a lot of people can't, like a lot and of people like, yeah, are used to a, like, you know, we work on a fucking. Computer I had a funny conversation about about with Rowan about about we're talking about you and and your role in the Glass Menagerie, and it was like. Uh, you signed on to do sound, but then all of a sudden it was like set building. It's like, oh, Evan just <laughs> yeah. knows how to build a bunch of shit. Yeah, yeah. And Rowan and we were talking. It's like, there's this generation of guys that live now. It's like nobody's really handy. You know, yeah, no, you know a, lot of, a lot of dudes don't know how to pick up a drill and fix something. A lot of people don't know. That's why, like, this is, this guy is valuable to me because I'm one of those dudes. I, yeah, I, 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 I fucking spend my life working at a computer. Yeah. I read books. I yeah. hang out with people. I drink. I'm like, I, you know, when, when I see somebody my age using a saw with confidence, I'm like, I'm blown away. <laughs> like, I, I, my dad would do it. My dad was a is a carpenter, yeah. and so he does it. I'm like, that's my like, dad. But then I'm like, whoa, what's wait. important? Because I've thought about that a lot too. Like, what does it mean to be a man or something? And like that, I mean, maybe it's like this level of insecurity that I have with myself. That I'm like, I need to learn how to use tools and like do things. <laughs> but at the same time, like you've got to acknowledge what's important. Like that's not really important anymore because Our we can we can hire people to do it. <laughs> like look, because we can hire. No, seriously. But like look sure. look at a like think of not being a man. Like what does it mean to be a woman? Like in the '60s, it meant like what? I challenge you to find one person our age that like a woman or a girl that knows how to make a roast. I, Dude, I, I can find a bunch of fucking okay, people. Okay, sure, sure. But, but okay, maybe I'll phrase that differently. In the 60s, <laughs> that different. was just like who, Rolls, what you were. You yeah. knew how to make a roast. You knew how to like, you know, make your own homemade cleaning products and blah, blah, blah. But like, that's because what was important back then was to be like taking on the role of the housewife and True. doing the cooking and the cleaning and blah, blah, blah. Whereas now, like, Rolls it, it doesn't role, matter. You don't have society. roles anymore. Are, are incredibly ambiguous now. Now it's like if yeah. I if I needed to find out how to make a roast, I'd call Google my friend it. Jake, who's really into cooking. <laughs> or you Google it, no, like, like Google honestly, it like, honestly, I could probably make a better roast than a lot of the girls I know, and a lot of the girls I know could probably fix my fucking sink better than <laughs> yeah. I could. Like, yeah, that's the like, thing. To be honest, like <laughs> yeah. I feel like part of what we were saying earlier too about this, like technology and the availability of everything, like like roles of 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 men and women as one degree but yeah. just as people in general are, are a lot more open like it, back like i mean even before the 60s like say 100 150 years ago yeah. when everyone lived like uh, kind of in an agricultural or like a you know m- maybe society was starting to build itself a bit more then but but uh, like, you know, 100 years ago like you have to know how to do these things or you just die to survive or yeah. you fucking die but yeah. at this point it is it's true we live in a such a complicated or complex society with so many different 
things happening. And so and there's so much available to us. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? Like because there's so much available to, be to us. To a man, I need to be able to fix my sink. To be like, if I'm going to be clear, like, yeah, at this day and age. But at the same time, like you, you know, you get those like doomsday people. Or, yeah, like, the, the preppers. The, the fucking end of the world is yeah. nigh. Like, yeah, I don't like to be completely honest. I don't know if I'm ready for that shit. Yeah, am I going to be I'm the not. one out there like hiding in some fucking like <laughs> yeah. under some bush like with my fucking rifle ready to snipe no. out people? No. Or, it's, no, or it's like the Jerry Seinfeld bit about like any guy whose car like breaks down. And he goes out to try, open the hood and try to fix it. It's like, what am I hoping to see? Like a giant <laughs> yeah. on-off switch turned yeah. off. That's me. That's me. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I'm like, I gotta, I'm like, I gotta switch my. I gotta change this flat tire. Now yeah. I'll just drive 50 kilometers with a flat yeah, tire until I find a gas station. Like, oh man. Yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah. No, we're kind of like. I, I think that's kind of like goes hand in hand too with like the philosophy of what we're doing in our project is like just that idea of like their the roles are so convoluted society is so convoluted there's so many different skills you people want to you know participate with yeah i love that like facebook or internet meme or whatever it's like someone lying on the ground dying and it's like uh you know it's like in in 50 years from now it's like i need a doctor and then you get like the first guy comes up he's like oh sorry no i'm a dj i'm not a doctor (laughs) (laughs) the next person comes up they're like oh yeah no i'm a dj too i'm not a doctor it's like (laughs) because we live in a place where like you know especially when you live in a city where where you know you kind of grow up with this idea of like you know celebrityism and fucking television and and like media and all this stuff like like that's kind of natural that people want to sort of gravitate towards these roles in society that at this point kind of get looked up to like celebrities are so worshipped yeah like we don't for no reason just they're celebrities do you think oh they're just famous favorite celebrity like if your toilet's fucking overflowing in your house and there's shit everywhere you're not gonna like yeah we should be worshipping the people who know how to deal with this shit yeah yeah yeah. yeah. i mean mean, this has been talked about to death but it's like or on the south park about paris hill it's like she's famous what does she do she's 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 rich yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) exactly yeah but like, but like, Dude, on then, some level, I want to embrace that and be like, "This is the world we live in." Yeah. Like, I want to feel. Like uh, yeah, I'm I mean, part of the world I live in. No yeah. opinion you have about it is going to really no. change anything, you know. No, I do respect. Like, I, I should mention that we're talking about this on show, but like, uh, like that, like the farm we lived on for a couple of years. Like sure. me and Ian both spent a little time there. It was like a place near where we grew up that was kind of like cool. Is they, they were older than us. The people where still was it? live there now. It's in the it's in the Kootenays in BC near Nelson, but like an hour and a half kind of outside. Okay, it's in, called the literally Slocan in the middle. Valley. Yeah, the Slocan oh yeah, Valley. yeah, 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 yeah. That's such a beautiful part of the province. Yeah, it's I love so that beautiful. place. So, so our, fr- our our friends live on a 160 acre farm, like 175, 175 acres. Damn. Uh, both of us spend a little bit of time there, but they've been there now for like what seven years or something. Shit. And like they are, they're like now they're like you know in their mid 30s or whatever. They've been doing it for a while, but these are like some people who actually grew up in Vancouver, grew up in the suburbs of vancouver or whatever yeah. and at some point in their life decided like look i want to learn how to like grow my own food i want to learn how to like live for myself and be sustainable milk my own goats make yeah. cheese, Fuck yeah. make cheese make out of that it's amazing <laughs> like to know that people are doing that is inspiring to me but like from spending a little bit of time there like i did quickly realize like i respect the shit out of this i'm not you don't i, I do can't it. be doing that exactly like, i gotta move no. to the city and i gotta do these like i gotta sit at my computer and yeah. work on digital art and work on because i think we're able to do that right now that's the thing man like yeah i in the in the back of my mind i'm like i want i want a goat i want some chickens (laughs) i want some bees 
Throw a wolf. I also in there. want to like walk out of my door and see people that I know. Like, oh wait, hmm. Like, where? Yeah. How do you combine I those two go, things? I want to you know? be able to order food to my door. Exactly. I want to be able to go to a bar. At, like, if if I'm bored at two in the fucking morning, check Tinder and shit. <laughs> yeah, <I wanna laughs> exactly. Go out to, <laughs> yeah, checking Sonya Tinder on the bar. Dude, fucking Tinder is no one near around. Hilarious. You sign up to you like know all three people. You swipe through the whole list of like all of like the like fifty kilometer range. Like. 20 minutes or something. Oh my god. You're like, and, and you look at it and you're like, I know half these women. There's no way I want to have sex with them. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. no, th- so there is some serious benefits of living in in the world we live in. Like, yeah. Like, dude, it's just so easy for us. Like, and I, I, I'm always at, like, this weird debate with myself. Like, do I want to embrace this fully? I don't necessarily agree with it. Like, yeah, of course I, I realize that, especially if some weird shit happens, if there's a nuclear attack. Like, yeah. we do live in a very volatile age too. Like, there is a potential of anything happening. Like there well, could be a nuclear attack. Think about this. Like we've got it. We've got it so fucking easy. And I think I think that's the thing that that's kind of interesting about if you want to call it in a broad sense the West is like we have yeah. things so easy, but at the same time things are really fucked up. Yeah. Like yeah. When, when we look at like a geopolitical kind of kind of level, like things are really fucked up. Like our politicians are, are not doing anything for us. If anything, they're just fucking they're us just harder because it's so fucking easy. And so you look at you look at I don't know. I looked at. Like the, say the Arab, the Arab Spring or something mm-hmm. a couple years ago, like these people had nothing, and so like they're like everything's at stake, you know. So it's like, well, last resort. I guess we're just gonna fucking rise up and see what the fuck happens. But then you get something in the West, like uh, like the Occupy movement, and like you get all these people that are like so, you know, they're they're vocal about it. They they really think they know what they want, but at the end of the day, everybody can just kind of go home. You know, Everybody as if just nothing kinda, like, really happens. Loses interest. I swear to God, there's like at least five people in the or more at an Occupy protest who like halfway through the day are like, "Yo, I'm fucking hungry. Like, let's hit Mickey D's." Exactly, like, exactly, that's and, and that's what's odd is because at like least if you don't have people, is that what you said <laughs> at, a, at an Occupy yeah. protest? Probably way more than that. Yeah, more than <laughs> that. Like New York Occupy protest. Like probably like hundred. I'm sure like yeah. like Maybe all like of those 5, franchises 000. like it was a boost in sales. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. <laughs> like what are we what are we proving? What are we doing? Yeah, I love what's tough is I love that shit, but at the same time, like I don't. I don't want to fully participate in it, and, and I don't want to give up all the nice things that I already have. You know, it's like no. I I like we my live in a heat. weird like especially the four, okay the four of us are sitting in a room where we're white men yeah in our in our twenties yeah. dude we've got we it literally made in the shade. We, we're white men in North America in our twenties we literally are on top of the world we could be broke I could have zero dollars in my bank account yeah. and still be on top fine. like that's pretty, <laughs> yeah, like, that's pretty I, much fucking case, fine isn't it yeah yeah, yeah. yeah like yeah. I saw um. I don't know if you guys follow that rapper Azealia Banks. She's like uh, she's in Montreal now. Apparently, she is. Yeah. yeah. She's, anyway, I follow her a little bit. I'm not a huge fan, but like she is. She's extreme. She's an extreme artist. She's she's pushing an agenda a little bit of of r- racial stuff. Like okay, she's looking. She's literally looking for financial retribution from her, the slave days. Like she's like Whoa. black people in America haven't been like they, there hasn't been the compensation that, that they deserve for the retribution for me but oh. anyway like uh, she posted something today that was like I'm seriously starting to consider um, like white privilege as, as a mental illness <laughs> and like that's fucking that's kind of legit like we, we have it so good and we're yeah. so used to this and and we're so used to being on top that like you know, we we don't we we can't really see the other perspective. Like we yeah. don't have it. Like I mean, you can you can, can be theorize. sympathetic to it, yeah. but there's there's no I I like I'd love to have have some degree of empathy, but I've never really 
experienced it. I mean, I've been kicked out of my parents' house for like a couple months, but like, like you said, I was still like a white dude. And so like mm. I had friends and like, I, I, you know, I could, I could handle myself. Whereas you look at even like even taking race out of it. Like, True. like if you're, if you're somebody who doesn't have kind of like not even a backup plan, but something to fall back on. So like say there's so many times, like I, I can't even count them on both my hands, but that I should have and could have been homeless. Mm-hmm. You know, if I didn't have friends, family, like other True. things to, like, to fall back if on. I really tried to fuck up my life. I don't think I really could. I could, man. Like, no, no. Maybe <laughs> fucking yeah. easily. Like, I like fucking unless, unless I start, have, unless I like, I almost have, like, unless you, no, no, but like, unless you like, go, I like go to jail yeah. or like, you know, completely antagonize yourself with your or friends. Something. But like, say, say you fuck up. But it's like, you've okay. got friends, right? You've got friends. Like, you've got, you've got a kind like, of a system. And that's it, man. Like, if I become like a cokehead and I just spend all my savings and all my money on coke, I can't afford rent. This and that, everything sucks. Oh, I'll probably just go back to my parents' house. Like, <laughs> or like they or love me. Or like, you'll, or you'll have a friend that like, exactly. like slap yeah. you in the face and be like, "Yo, dude, you yeah. gotta stop. If you don't ship up." Like, right, and that'll happen you're probably you're before fucked. anything, right? Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. but then, then that that is completely within your own control. You know, it's like you are deciding to be an asshole or not. Whereas, yeah. like, there's people out there, like, uh, like I'm sure a lot of homeless people. Like first of all, there's probably a lot of mental illness involved. But there like then sure. then you I don't know, I've seen a couple of YouTube videos where like they're they're interviewing homeless people. Yeah. And they're like, So what the fuck? Like what 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 happened, man? It's like, Well, I was like a Vietnam War vet and I came back and like I can't sleep and so I became an alcoholic and I lost my job because I couldn't be at work without being drunk because of all the images of children that I fucking shot and just like I didn't have any friends, like so. I'm just on my own. Like so I have no what? family. My think, family's dead. I'm homeless. I think we live in an oil age. We I think we also live in a kind of like a mental illness age that yeah. like isn't addressed properly. Like we have like the medication for mental illness is literally just like pills. Like go on pills, yeah. take medication. Oh, yeah. No, we like, we don't have a society. We've that talked really about this. We've talked about this before in the podcast. Shit. It's like it's like the we think that we have a lot of shit figured out that we really don't. Yeah. Like mental illness is a perfect example of like, oh yes, if you have this problem, you go to your doctor and he'll give you this medication and you'll mm. be fine. But it's like, no, no, that's solved. That'll man. solve some people's yeah. problems. There are people who get those meds and it works. Yeah. Those people exist. Yeah. yeah but, I know some of those people, but too, there's also, I but there's the also meds. like this vast amount of people that like, that's not getting to the root of the problem. And the root of the problem isn't being taken seriously yeah. or even considered. No, you know? because we don't. I don't even know if we or have, like drug addiction, like. For that. But that's like, the thing. Yeah, I don't even know if we have the capacity. It's, it's like, because it's easier for us to talk about here, sitting down and like, well, no, you got to address all these issues. But there's no, just so many. But that, it's like, not, and, it, and it's the fact that there is not a dialogue about it. Right. Mm-hmm. There's not a language whereby which we can address it. Yeah. We try to do it through um, like the medical field. Sure. But it, it's it's not, it doesn't fit into that yeah. really. Even, even when you compare like, uh, like our medical, like Western medicine to like Chinese medicine or something like ch- Chinese medicine's philosophy is preventative. Like it's right. like, like like live this lifestyle and eat this seal penis so that you don't get sick. So that you're healthy. Yeah. In our, in our medicine it's like Oh, you're fucked up. Here, take this. Oh, that shit fucked you up. Oh, take, take this, this to prevent too. that. Yeah, like, exactly. Or, 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 <laughs> it's it's or, incredible. There's a guy I really love um, who's on some uh, podcasts here and there. He's on. Um, I think he shows up on Dan Savage's podcast here and there. But he's like a he's an addiction an addiction specialist, and he's like he's a do- he's a full on medical doctor, but he also embraces a lot of like Eastern mm-hmm. um, 
ways of approaching medicine and stuff like this. So he's super qualified guy and he, he talks a lot about um, addiction and also uh, ADHD. Cool. Yeah, yeah. And in both cases you have a lot of people who are uh, it's a severe case of ultimately PTSD mm-hmm. and it's like in the case of something like ADHD you have it it's usually related to some sort of um, childhood trauma. Or, what? Or, I've never heard that before. Well, it makes sense to me, man. No, no, I think but like, most of that shit. like this is this is generalization and applies to some special cases. But this is okay. an example that I think is common. It's like you have a kid who, or, or you have the part of your brain that is um, activated when you're in a, in a fight or flight right mode, right? And it's like super hyped up, uh, super hyped yeah. up adrenaline rush. And it's like I'm either gonna like run away from this or I'm gonna fight this thing. And it's like. That's the mode. And so if yeah. you're a child growing up in, say, an abusive okay. home, okay. you're growing up and like, like a, imagine like a human fighting a tiger. That's sure. the part of your brain. Sure. It's like, what if you're growing up and the tiger is an your abusive dad. father? Yeah. You know, all of a sudden, that's the part of your brain that is being developed at an early age. Right. Right. And so then sit that kid in front of a math book when that's the part of his brain that is being developed right now. Yeah. It's you know, flight, he's yeah. not going to give a fuck about long division. He's thinking about like the fucking survival survival yeah. and this thing and it's like oh he can't concentrate have some drugs exactly that'll make you concentrate and it's like that's a re- <laughs> pretty reductive uh, example about his no, I, I know teachings what you're but like that's that's like one example of how that could be misinterpreted what's you know? interesting about the the adhd thing is i got a diagnosed with add when i was a kid and so what i would you know my problem was i would not pay attention in class at all I would fidget and I would build little machines out of my mechanical pencils and just like, <laughs> and so I would go to the fucking office. They'd be like, your stupid kid can't even pay attention in class, but he built this like trebuchet out of his pencil. Right. <laughs> and so, but now looking back, I'm like, if only I had somebody in my life to acknowledge the fact that I was making trebuchets Hell out of my yeah. pencil yeah. And, and said, it, okay, maybe you don't give a shit about Native American social studies. Yeah. And it's like, you do have, this, like, and you have this, with some fucking you Lego. have this system in place that is making itself seem like objective truth mm-hmm. and it's like what if this whole system is completely flawed yeah it is it is very flawed but nobody nobody even flawed. considers yeah. that in that no. situation it's like oh your, your kids are fucked but those up your kids are fucked up but those of us <laughs> who go through that system like at this point in my life like I do realize that like I, like I I, I don't know if I'm going to have kids or what it, what the education system will be like when yeah. I have kids but like exactly what you're saying like if if I was in an education system and I had I actually did have a couple of teachers in high school that that just ethically taught this way and right. and got fired from yeah. the school when I was there for this exact reason but would look at their students be like look this this guy does this really well like say I'm in an English class and like he's like here write a fucking essay and instead I hand in like such a, a f- like a bunch of poetry exactly like I did have a teacher who would look at that and be like, "Yo, and, you should write poetry." And it's, it's so Earl. funny how like yeah, you have Earl. one a lot of te- a lot of people will have like, okay, so you go to school from grade like like kindergarten through grade twelve, yeah, you know, and then you, sure you could add university to that. And in that entire education, you probably have, you know, from grades one K to twelve, you have like, uh, like grade one through seven, you usually have one teacher for all those grades, mm-hmm. and then once you hit high school, you have about. Uh, like what four or five different teachers per yeah, year yeah. you have a yeah, bunch exactly. you have like four or five then, as the grades go up you have a different professor for this you have a yeah. different teacher for science this and that you have a lot of teachers but like you talk to a, the average person it's like it's usually just one teacher that kind of had an effect totally absolutely if totally. That. there's always yeah. if the, that it's if you're lucky you have that one person that one, who you looked at and you went 
that person actually acknowledged me as uh, for who I was. Yeah. And, yeah. Like, and treated and you helped me out exactly. with respect Word. and just like uh, like encouraged you to be creative. Yeah. You know, and have yeah. that outlook on life. And like I, that and just having one changes everything in this sea of shitty teachers that are Absolutely. just created by this system. Dude. But it's like, imagine what if all the teachers were like that? Yeah. Oh my god. What if they were all like that? What if yeah. teachers were actually treated but with this, the respect dude, that they deserve? What if we didn't have 40 kids for each teacher to deal with? And what if teachers were actually paid the same as doctors? What if tenure didn't exist? That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, you get your yeah. tenure and you're just like, well, fuck it. I just I just want my job, dude. Seriously, what if I see I've seen both of that? Like I I like in in my program right now. Like I I can I can tell you I won't right now, but I can tell you the professors who got their tenure and don't give a shit, yeah. and the ones who are there because they actually like like have a fucking like they, they look at themselves and they're like it's my purpose in life right now to teach students and to teach young people and to be a, awesome. an influence. Like and to be honest though, it's like you know it's. It's like a twenty eighty. Like you get like eighty yep. percent of the of my professors are like, don't like either they're too busy to really give a shit or or they just don't give a shit. And then yeah. you get the couple people who like are so passionate about it. But that's a good point too. Like, like our society does not value educators the same it's, way as we value. Or it doesn't even value education. Yeah. It doesn't value education. education it's like, all, yeah. oh, you're getting a philosophy degree. What job are you gonna get with that, dude? How absolutely. how fucking often does that? Even from people in your life yeah. that you respect, not idiots, no, like, like your like family not, and family yeah, friends yeah. will be like, "Oh, you're getting a philosophy degree. What kind of job are you gonna get with that?" That was that was a nice sound. Uh, yeah, sorry, somebody's calling me. Getting a call. You know from what? The I'm actually just We're gonna, gonna, gonna answer it. You should answer it. Yeah, on answer it, dude. Hello. Hey, Martin. Call failed. Uh, cut out. Dude, was Martin? Interesting. Yeah. Never mind. It's obvious. No, uh, I've got this this thing with my phone. If I ignore it on my phone, it just goes to my computer. Whoa. This is my problem. Once I have one, I'm... Yeah. Dude, this guy came into the room. You're like, yo, do you smoke? He's like, no, I, I don't smoke. And now he's... Hey, man. <laughs> this is the gray. This is the gray, baby. It's the gray. It's the gray. I feel good about it. <laughs> you know what? Like, like, talking about... Yeah, like, look at the look at the, the Netherlands or something like that. Like, they, they have their education system based where... And it makes total sense. The people that are teaching the newer generation, that's the most important job you can have. So it's a valued and sought after position that you get a lot of respect for having. Whereas opposed to here, it's like, okay, the, the, it's the, the honestly people that you have respect for. It's just as crucial, if not more so, in like a pre preventative sense as fucking doctors, man. Exactly, if exactly. teachers man. were treated with the same financial and just like respect in society yeah, as yeah. doctors and lawyers were, yeah, a lot of those people are fucking crooks, anyways. Like, I agree. I'm just gonna text uh, him back. Who yeah, is calling no, you? Uh, it was Martin from the studio. He was here earlier. Uh, nice. Anyway, anyway. Yeah, man, it, it's fucking tough because like you, like I know a couple teachers now, and they're like, they're like working fucking second jobs. Like, what the oh, yeah, fuck yeah. is Dude, that? All my professors at Concordia are, are so busy in their professional for, life. I was looking for my phone, man. Ah, uh, it's probably in the couch. That's all right. You'll, yeah. find, yeah. It. You'll, You'll find, find it. You'll find it. You'll find it. Yeah, no, like, uh, it's not. It's not a. It's not a job where you make it. Yeah. Like pro my professors are, like, especially being in the like fine arts program. Like most of my professors are also like performers. Exactly. They they work sound at fucking concerts. Yeah. They do like, like these like it's it's they're kinda, doing it for extra money. Twisted. But then also my question then is like like I mean this I always come back this is my constant dilemma is like. I'm in a position where I can critique everything, but like, 
when it comes down to it, like other than critiquing it and talking about it, like, what am I really doing? Like I, like when we were talking about earlier, like, be, like being privileged as yeah. a person, like my dilemma is that I, I've kind of embraced that. Like I've kind of settled into a life where my privilege, like, you know, it allows me to do the things that I do. Yeah. Like I, like, you know, when like I did have parents that, that were kind of, they were hippies when they grew up, sure. and like not, you know, they're kind of middle-class hippies when I was born, but, right. but their philosophy for raising their kids was like, like, you know, we want you to follow your heart and do what you cool, want to do. Cool. Just like, fuck, like how many people get that opportunity? Like, and because I was told that my whole life now, I kind of like, am living my life to this point of like, if I'm not, if my job doesn't, um, uh, like relate to like what I want to be doing then yeah. I feel like I'm failing then what's but the like point? so yeah. many people have to work jobs that that you know that they feel like are dead-end jobs yeah and ju- you know just to like pay for some shit or whatever exactly and that that's I, I think that builds a character element too that like maybe I don't have because I've always been in this situation of like I do have a fall like I not necessarily a financial fallback but I do have a, a fallback if I can't pay like rent, a social I'm, fallback well, yeah I have a yeah. social fallback I have people to house me I have family that you know it's funny because like i i my parents weren't hippies when i was born i mean they 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 dabbled in the hippiedom uh before i was born um but they they were of the same mindset they're just like no do what makes you happy yeah yeah, and which is beautiful it's a beautiful thing and i mean i i get these weird moments that are like totally fucking selfish and self-absorbed where i was like oh god like i wish i was like more of a tortured soul so i could like make better art like be more yeah exactly but all that shit aside i think there are certain kind of people and i know a few of them there's one guy in particular um in edmonton he's a he's a mechanic right he's a mechanic but he's also an incredible guitarist and so he he works at a shop all day that's how he makes his money he spends it on guitars and just like when he goes home he plays and shit so like i think there is a balance for some kind of people unfortunately it sounds like yourself included myself also i like it's hard to find that balance like if i'm doing something that i don't like i can't really see it as like contributing to like a grander picture, you Absolutely, know, yeah. just like, I just want to do what I like. I, I can't do it. I can't yeah. do it. I, He's a great I, example. I just got, I just got fired from a job. Like this yeah. is just, just like no way that like, like, like I can do like, I, I, I can tough it out. But like when, like I can't do, I can't do something that I don't jive on. Exactly. Like, like yeah. it's, it's impossible. It's like, so I, tough. I, can't, I, I think can't, that's actually, that's a valuable, my tongue, so that's like, a valuable quality. I think out like, exactly. I'll, just fuck this. Be, like, yeah. like yeah. this is not working for me. This is like, and then, and then yeah. because, because too many people are so willing to take the other side of that where it's just like, yeah, fine. So many people, like, I'll just do how this many job that I hate have, how many because people have you worked with that? Like that, you know, that that's their feeling towards their job is like, I, I just do this cause I have to, Yeah, it's not part of my, you know, it's not what I want to be doing, but I got to pay my bills. And that's like a pretty, I think that's a pretty classic mindset yeah. in our, in our society is like, you got, you got to pay your bills, you got to work. And like that, that's cool. Yeah. And you know what? I respect that to no ends, but I also feel like, especially coming from the artist's perspective, I feel like that we also live in a society where like even like we're talking about teachers or whatever like artists even less so are 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 regarded as as people worth being paid like yeah like you know especially nobody, now that like, nobody if, wants if you're to enjoying pay for doing it no. especially now yeah. that you live in a digital like music man like yeah I, I mean and i'm the worst i i was a dj i, I make music i've pirated music since i was 13 Me years too, old man. like i don't yeah. like i yeah, i'll like, pay i'll pay for like my friends that make music i'll go yeah. on Bandcamp and pay like 10 bucks for their album or sure. some shit like you know i'm a pirate 
for music and then I want to make music. So I can't ethically <laughs> yeah, expect, you can't, exactly. I can't expect people to like, I'm not going to put my music out and charge people. Because exactly. I've never, I haven't been paying for my music. No, so but like, like, and that's not even, um, even like a bad thing. I think that's just the way the world is. That's now. what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying though, is that we yeah. need to start figuring out ways to, to change the paradigm of like, what's valued in you listen society. to a lot of a lot of old school rock stars like paul stanley on the joe rogan yeah. podcast was like no. going on this tirade about how piracy is stealing or look at fucking yeah, yeah. metallica when napster came out yeah. like he's got these guys who are like supposedly like anti-establishment like rock and rollers and they're like vehement opponents to sharing it and free music they're like every time you download that that's some money that we don't make by the way we're multi-millionaires but you yeah, know like yeah. fuck that you know you were, like, you're like talking that's, about like that south park episode is like now britney spears can only afford the g3 <laughs> yeah jet. exactly she wanted the g4 yeah. but oh man and like it's interesting you brought up the fact like of of artists being undervalued and like uh, thinking about a paradigm shift where that that's going to change and there i don't know i don't know who said it but it's a really interesting idea the the fact that Industry and technology, people are like, oh shit, robots are going to take over our jobs. Like everything is getting automated. But like the, the quote is that easy things are hard. Hard things are easy. So when you're, when you're thinking about like, oh, am I go- is my job going to be taken over by a robot or some kind of computer or machine? Your fucking petrochemical engineers, your, your architects, all this kind of shit. Those people are, that's easy to do. A computer can do all that shit. But your bakers, your painters, yeah. like your yeah. chefs, yeah. that you, you can never, you can never automate that. No, so that's like, there's no human in the element. future, those are going to be the things that yeah. are completely it, it sought after. It reminds me of, um, you guys ever, nice. you guys ever, um, listen to like the Red Bull Music Academy Absolutely. lectures? Yeah, yeah. You hear the Questlove one? Absolutely. He yeah. had that yeah. point where he was like in this, I talked about this with, on the Rowan podcast yeah, yeah. too. And he's like, he's like talking about, um. He lists off a bunch of like albums that were created by really real virtuoso musicians, mm-hmm. like you know Miles Davis. Around uh, I forget the exact album that he mentioned or something, but like a lot of just music that requires a lot of technical skill, like a lot of like virtuoso guitar players, like people like Steve Vai or Joe Satriani or people like that. It's like he's he's like that is almost easy in a way. Yeah. You know, because you just have to put the hours in. Yeah. You know, you but it's like really the, the, the most difficult thing to do in music is to come up with a short, simple thing that sticks. Mm-hmm. And it's call like, it a jingle, call it a hook, call it a hit, like whatever. Or just like, I have so much respect when somebody comes up with like some great melody or something, something yeah. that just gets yeah. into your head. Because like, how do you come up with that? Like, and that's what I, that's why I think the Beatles are the best band ever. It's like every Beatles song you listen to. I agree. Is like, I could have wrote that, but Yo. you sit down and try to do it. No, you can't. <laughs> yeah, no, you I, can't. Actually, I actually, missed it's like, it. it's like, it's so obvious. Yeah. I, I missed a train in the Metro today. Cause there was four, four, no, four, five, no, four people busking at the Concordia, Guy Concordia Metro. Yeah. I've seen, I actually saw them there like last year too. Same two, two of the same guys, different couple, different accompanying musicians. Uh-huh. Now they play Beatles songs and they play them so fucking well. That's and awesome. So like, like man, there was like this is the first time I've walked through the metro station and seen like probably like thirty people just gathered around filming it on their Fuck, phones yeah. and giving them money because these guys that were playing what's that song? It's like uh, the, like come together. Or whatever. Yes, they were playing that song when I walked through today, and there's like a fucking crowd gathered. And there was kind of that feeling. It's like this is timeless music. Like like technically, yeah, okay, maybe like like for instance, Ringo Starr of the Beatles, not the technically best drummer ever. Yeah, the means. joke is that Ringo Starr wasn't even the best drummer in the Beatles. 
Yeah, there you and go. People <laughs> shit on, and that's probably fucking people true. shit on Ringo Starr, but like I think Ringo Starr was absolutely brilliant Perfect. because he did exactly what he needed to do. Exactly, he yeah. didn't try to yeah. do like rise above yeah. that or be the star. He knew he was yeah, this there's guy. There's a place who for John Bonham, this. and that's in Led Zepp. But like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Ringo Starr's not going to do a 20 minute drum solo on stage, yeah. but he's going to keep a backbeat and and play the persona. Like exactly, that's the other thing too. Is like, like if you're marketing yourself as a musician or an artist or anything like, like there is an element of your art and there's an element of your persona and what you portray and those things like you can't really be one without the other like, that's why the, like reality tv shit is so popular is because people just want to connect with other people you know you want to get into somebody's life so like a mm-hmm. musician yeah you you can't you can have music that stands on its own merit definitely but people want that human side of it you know mm-hmm. people want to be able to know where you came from what's you, your opinion you want, on things? you want the story like all the artists that i love more than like all of my favorite artists are people who you know you you follow on their journey right like yeah. even people like bob dylan or like Absolutely. tom waits or, yeah. or neil young and it's like you can you can literally you know as a fan you go on their journey with them mm-hmm. right you know, it's like you know them in this stage of their life, and then it grows into this, and then it grows into this, and it's like you're there with them through the whole thing, and it's a it's a whole story. You know, yeah. it it, it, it ter- turns music, which is this very sort of visceral, in the moment thing, into a narrative that you can follow. You know, I think now in the age of social media, we're we're at a point where that if you can figure out how to do that with your fans, like yeah. it's it's more available than any than ever. Like if you can be a, a performer an artist that has a following that you interact with your fans on this level that like gets them involved in your story yeah like those are the people i think that are succeeding right now and in the music world like i can think of like like lil b the rapper for instance like like no one's gonna argue that he's the best technical rapper ever yeah but he's somehow found a way to connect on such a personal level with his fan base that he's literally created a cult out of his (laughs) out of his persona and and that's his success right there. And I think, I think another thing I've and been I've been enjoying recently is artists who, um, who kind of treat their their fan like who are are fans of their fans, like, right? Like their fan, like Action they are Bronson. Action Bronson. Yeah, there's a lot yeah. of examples right now. I think of and, I, and that's what I love and, about uh, podcasts, man. Like, yeah. especially when it comes to um, like stand up comedy, for example. Like stand up comedy as a, a, a medium has been so affected by the rise of podcasts because yeah, any that. any comic now can have their own podcast yeah. and there's comics that I don't even particularly like their comedy I'm not going to tune into it there's but I'll, people but I'll download their podcast yeah. and I'll <laughs> hang out with them for a few hours cuz that's what the podcast is right yeah that's, yeah, really that's why I fucking love DVD ASA so much because so you have all these life. you have all these fucking wacky characters yeah. who have lived these insane lives that are so crazy and they have the crazy stories and it's like they're they're literally putting their lives into this podcast for like however many hours they do it a week and it's like oh shit like my job requires me to spend almost all of the hours in a day that i'm spent working just by myself right Mm -hmm. and but i i don't feel alone ever (laughs) because i've got fucking podcasts blasting into my ear at all times and and like these are just people i'm hanging out with you know dude honestly last year like 2014 was a really tough year for me one of the things that got me through it was uh, after a fucking day of doing my homework, I would tune into like, for, for instance, DVD essays podcast. And, and even no matter how like alienated and like awkward I was feeling in my own life, right. I would sit down at the end of the night, put that shit on and like tune into like a group of people who I have nothing to do with, who all kind of felt like 
like I was involved in their. All lives. of a sudden, you're in the room. Yeah. I'm, I'm in the room with them. Yeah, yeah. What's funny is like it's not live. They have no. no idea who the fuck you are if you're listening. True. But it's just like yeah, that 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 kind of feeling of inclusion. It, it's it's so strange. It's so strange, and I think like. But isn't that what we cr- we kind of crave that just as people in general, definitely. like for sure, especially in a world where we spend so much time in front of computers and stuff yeah. like. We need to find a way to to feel included, to feel uh, part of something. Yeah, and I think a podcast. And it, it makes me think great. of that movie, like her. As much as I didn't like that movie, <laughs> it's kind of a similar relationship that yeah. I have with these people who feel like my friends. Yeah, you it's know? true. It's, it's but they're this similar. fake thing, you know. Especially gray people on the outskirts of society, like porn stars and yes, eccentric artists. Exactly. Yeah, because these people like have these they great actually, stories. They're really interesting people. Those are the people you want to fucking listen to. Yeah. Interesting people, and they're like almost all of them feel a bit alienated from yeah. society. Yeah. And having a podcast for like other gray people to tune into and feel less because everybody's like, fucking oh, gray. Everybody's like, yeah. gray. Yeah. yeah. No, Absolutely. No, no, no. Well, like well, kind of in, in a way, way but in like in a way, I'd say that that's in that's a way true. you're totally right. But there's just like there's people that are like that. You know, just decide to like be like I'm like part of society. Like I'm gonna give up. Yeah, you've definitely got your blacks and whites. That's for sure. And and, and that's and that's why why great great artists who celebrate like to use your term greatness. It's like oh, I'm gonna put myself in all its contradictions out there, and then people gravitate to that because everybody is that way. Mm -hmm. But not everybody has the courage to put it out there. But that's how those people earn your respect. And, yeah. and that's because, what's fucking tough is putting it all on the line because, uh, with the understanding that yeah. like no nobody cares if you're if you're perfect or not. People want to see that you're not. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the draw, right? Yeah, yeah. it's like it, 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 it it's it's like that's what the, what art is. It's like creating this thing that you know has some sort of beauty to it, but then has this this sort of human touch that people can look at and be like, oh, that's me. Yeah, you know, in one way or another. Absolutely, you have to be able to relate to it. Like any any like. If you're trying to to do something, any kind of work or movement that involves like people, like yeah. like whether it's fans or followers or whatever, with social media now it's like followers. Like like if you can fucking have a podcast and have like an Instagram account with like five thousand followers, like yeah. like somehow there's merit to that. Like like people will look at that. Or like as a DJ, for instance, like I don't, I definitely don't like try to promote myself as a DJ anymore. But I started noticing is like uh, you people would get booked literally on the fact that they had like like a promoter would look at their SoundCloud and, and you can see the stats too. So they look at the yeah. SoundCloud and they go, oh, this person has like five thousand likes in yeah. Montreal. Yeah, exactly. Like, let's yeah. book them in this city. Like, yeah. Like, and one thing that was so super- everyone follow our Instagram. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> at on Gray that. Productions. G R E Y E Y M T L Gray Productions M T L. Boom. Because someone, cause some other asshole took great productions. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Did you check it out? Did you yeah, look what they had? Yeah, I checked it out. It was, you guys just need to it, get it, big it, enough that you can just, they'll, they'll, they'll give it to you. Yeah, that, you know what? Honestly, that's going to happen. Instagram. If there's, one thing about <laughs> it, if there's one thing about me and Ian is that we, we've, we know that we're going to, we're going to, like, we know the level we're working towards. We're just, just starting to work towards that yeah. level now. So it's like, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I really don't want to sound like a, you know, like an arrogant prick, but like uh, on some <laughs> levels I am where I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, like, I that's said, what like it fucking been... takes though, man. That's yeah, what it word, takes. If you're not, word. if you don't have some degree of confidence in what you're doing, then nobody's going to give a shit about it. Yeah. You have to be your own. It's like, like fucking fi- best fan. You've got to yeah. be like your own or promoter. Like, There's a Steve Jobs line. He's like, sometimes you have to risk the whole company. It's like. You yeah. know, taking risks and being being a little edgy and like you know, um, as mainstream as Apple is now is become. Yeah. It's like it's well, kind of based on this idea of like Steve Jobs being like, 
No, I want my I want an Apple Store. Yeah, let's just like, do it different. It's like every, yeah. and everybody was like, "No, you can't do that. Yeah. You have to you sell it through <laughs> stores that sell that stuff." Exactly. It's we're like, like no, Shane what? Smith with Vice News. He was yeah. talking about honestly, Vice is like 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 what we're doing right now is like such a, a minor level. But like Vice, for instance, is one of the things that inspires me. Is like to create a company that it, it encompasses like all these different outputs of media. Yeah. It's music, it's art, it's fashion, it's news. And you do that and you do it and you do it well enough that it affects enough people that you have the fuck you money. Where you're like, Oh man, I can't wait for that fuck you money. I saw a clip. I wish I I wish I remember the clip the movie this clip was from. Um fuck, I can't even remember the actor who's saying it, but it's from a classic movie and he's talking I think it might even be John Goodman. He's talking about the about the fuck you attitude, right. and he's saying like if you when you're at that level where you have got yourself to this point where you can literally say fuck like like even before when you're talking about jobs like if you can be confident saying fuck you to your yeah. boss like you know you're and at a position it's, it's where like, you can do whatever you yeah, want. yeah yeah and it's like Dude, it's but, but to go back in that case then I'm in a position that I can do whatever well, I to go back you are, you to go back to the idea that's why we're gonna fucking kill this shit because but word. you're an example of someone who will say fuck you to anything that doesn't yeah like, yeah yeah that's I'll what give, you have to I'll do give in. that's You'll absolutely that's absolutely what you have to do and like that's what's to me so inspiring about the David Cho story you know, yeah. and the way that he is is put across in the media as this like, ooh, he was just like a poor artist who struck it big, and he's like, no, I was a millionaire before the fucking Facebook money. <laughs> yeah, I you know, from gambling. And, and, and now people, and now and now people, people always come. He's like, people always come up to me and they're like, man, if I had your money, I would do this, I would do this, and I would do this. He's like, no, I, I did, did that shit all the before. Time. Yeah. I had the fuck you money before I had the fuck you money because I didn't give a fuck. I, what did I want to do as a kid? I wanted to I wanted to see the world. Right I fucking on hitch, trains. I fucking hitchhiked across America. Yeah. Yeah. I fucking jumped on trains. Honestly, and I, was, I didn't like, give a fuck. Not not to be a dick rider or anything. And, but, but you like, have to be you have to be willing to be a fucking cockroach. You have yeah, to be yeah, willing yeah. to just be like, not not expecting the Sleeping world to owe you anything or being like yeah. straight up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You no, take I feel what, like you take what you want. Yeah. You don't it's like, oh, I'm in fucking Japanese old. prison right now. I'm gonna fucking paint on toilet paper. And this actually kind of you know? goes back to like what I was thinking before. I, I don't mean to think it's like some blood common urine. Yeah, exactly. And tears. And tears. As raw as possible. Any bodily and fucking fluid. soy sauce. And soy sauce, word. Well, that's like, look at, look at a lot of uh, great writers, or like especially people that write about their own lives. You know, they're like, okay, I'm gonna write a book about what I know. And about what I know is the people that I'm around. And so they write a book that's like, really kind of like it, it reveals their own personal opinions about their friends and shit and they'll use like fake names and stuff yeah, yeah. and not talk about real things but they're like okay i made a great book and now all my friends hate me and my like my wife dumped me and like i don't have a good relationship about my, with my parents because i said what was true and what was true might not have gelled so well with what people wanted to hear about themselves because the truth doesn't like, warrant stability exactly you have to kind of be able to just like say okay fuck my comfort zone and fuck like being fuck like comfort zone yeah having people being Word. like friendly with me based fuck on fuck your I feelings am. rape life <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's it sensitive. thank yeah. god for us yes. thank god for us help us help us <laughs> oh my god <laughs> look at us <laughs> no but like that no like honestly like yeah no i don't i don't mean to like just sound like some like kiss-ass artist or whatever but like from watching DVSA, like David Cho, especially like, and and I was following him before that, like with with uh, like thumbs up, like Vice series, yeah, and yeah, all yeah, that shit, trains. like like all that shit was very entertaining to me. But like, there is an attitude that I I 
like hell no i don't agree with everything he says i think he's actually a bit of a self-centered prick honestly but like <laughs> yeah but the the <laughs> but general like yeah exactly that's what we like <laughs> about it part of it man, but that yeah. but that but to be able to be that person is inspiring and that i think that goes back to like uh where i was like feeling like i'm like feeling like i'm i'm privileged to just be in this scenario already yeah but then part of me like like i understand the social like connotations of being privileged but then part of me also says like look i am privileged and my life is short yeah so why the fuck don't i just take advantage of it yeah what and, are you like, gonna do with it i'm gonna be a good person like yeah i'm but gonna you just like sit around well. feeling guilty all day like no yeah. no straight up and, like, i'm so privileged have like, as much fun as you possibly can I like short term and long term yeah. and just like not... you know give love to people like it's not that yeah crazy yeah, yeah. you know no, it's 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 real. You Love. know, what? hopefully do it w- w- like not at other people's expenses. But, you know, like everything that you hear about about people like taking the next step into being whether it's famous, successful or like based on other people's impressions or even just in their own right. It sounds like a lot of it had to do with just abandoning the like the insecure feeling of giving a shit about what people think about you and especially the people in your close vicinity, what they Mm -hmm. think about you. You know, like I, when I was, when I was making music, Oh man, that's such a depressing sentence. When I was making music, yeah, you gotta, you gotta <laughs> no. keep making. Music. That's the thing. I'm, I'm, I'm still, I'm still, track, I'm still doing track, it. Like tomorrow, so that you don't have to use the yeah, word exactly. was anymore. No, I'm still doing it. When, when another time, or it's like, uh, it's like, uh, um, just like a joke. No, like I, I was on drugs. I still am. <laughs> but I, I was on drugs. No, I, was I on used drugs. to do drugs. Yeah. Yeah. I, still I still do, do but exactly. I used to do. I used to do. I'm in the same but anyway, boat. so when I was <laughs> yeah. when I was making music before, blah 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 blah, I would like I'd be so self conscious about being like a like That's a so self brilliant. promoter, you know, right. being like look like I. I would make something, but I didn't want to be that guy who was like, hey, listen to this thing, listen to this yeah. thing, listen to this thing. I would just do it and like under the assumption that like if people gave a shit about it, they'd listen to it. But like you can't be like that because otherwise nobody's going to fucking find it. You're just going to sit yeah. in a hole making your own music in your bedroom and whatever. Like you've got to be a shameless self-promoter. But you also have to... Okay, because okay, for me, man... It's like shameless and classy. That's it. Because like, look, I'm, I'm 27. I've been I've been making music for ten years or right. longer. I started making like I started writing songs when I was thirteen years old. Okay, so you're not a mathematician. At this no, <laughs> fucking far wait, from what? I failed a lot of math. So fourteen no, no. years. No, no, like we I had you I, on for your mathematician ability. I started man. making. Yeah, wait, I started writing music when I was thirteen. Yeah. I didn't really start trying seriously till I was about seventeen. But at the, like, it took me. 10 years, seven, jacket, 17 to 27 to That's actually nice. start. Um, like, like, okay. When you're talking about self, like self promoting. Yeah. So this project that we're working on right now is the first time in my life. Well, no, this is not true. I've been confident before, but I've been confident to my own detriment. Right. This is the first time in my life. I feel like I have something to work on that I'm confident to promote because I believe I actually believe in it. Right. When I was, tw- when I was 20 years old and, and DJing in Victoria, BC, um, and like, like honestly i was djing literally for the reason that i got to party as much as i could like it was cool there was no there was no long-term idea there was like i didn't even think i never thought i was a good dj i never thought i was a great like dance it's just music producer it's fun i got to drink a lot i sometimes i'd be fucking djing and a girl would run up and like kiss me or some shit and i was like (laughs) that at that age i'm like at that age i'm like oh this is all i (laughs) need in my life yeah (laughs) but like when i really think about it i'm like no i wasn't actually doing anything very like very good like i wasn't actually making amazing music and i wasn't an amazing dj i had the vibe i was like 
you know, it's fun to party with. Sure. But so this is the first project I've worked on where I, I actually feel a hundred percent confident about being that guy yeah. who is literally like, whether it's on fucking Facebook or, or in day to day, like, like, so I'm instead gonna, of I'm saying, look the, at me, you're saying, look at this. I'm like, look know? at this, like, look at, look at what we're doing. And, and honestly, like people want to be involved, man. Like, like we have only been doing this for a couple of weeks, like publicly, but the people who have been with us since we started, like, yeah. like we have a lot of support outside of just the two of us, like making art. Well, yeah. I wanted to say like, if you guys are looking for collaborators, like I, I don't know, I've got a, a wide, uh, a, a, what is it that they say in taken? I've got a, a set of skills, I've got yeah, a set of skills, but uh, regardless <laughs> of whatever fucking skills I have, I, I, I hope that I exude some kind of enthusiasm. Well, so dude, like, even I'd love to work with you guys. Even being here sure. tonight is like, uh, like, like I mean, like we talked about podcasts. Like we're like, yeah. oh yeah, we both like podcasts. Yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, like I, you know, we've actually talked about like hosting a podcast at some point. You guys should do your own podcast, man. We probably should at some point. At I think we have too point. much. We have too much on our plate right now. Way like, too yeah. much for, <laughs> to, for two, to 2015. Is yeah. booked. This this whole <laughs> like year, solid. Yeah. Like yeah, from from this year until next year, we like definitely know. But like in in two years or something, when we have like a workflow sorted out. Like, yeah, so one of my interests of, like, coming here tonight was, like, yeah, I'm really curious to see how this works, how people, like, you know, what the fucking... Yeah, and it's really it's really interesting for us right now because we don't even promote it. Yeah, th- that's kind of no, the you caveat. you just do it. You yeah. just, we you just, just do, do it. your podcast. And we kind of actively don't promote it. We actively... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I kind of noticed that. And it's I, also, I, for, I, for I the simple reason... Facebook, I was like, yeah. am I going to find a link to his nope. podcast? That's I was like, for the simple not. For the no. simple reason wow. that... My mom is my Facebook friend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. And if yeah. she hears this podcast, it won't even be like she'll be like mad at me or something, but it would just be like if I'm talking now, knowing that my mom is listening, it's yeah. gonna change, change it's gonna change <laughs> yeah. the conversation. Dude, yeah. Absolutely. Of course, the same way as like so many people on the fucking DVD ASA podcast yeah. are like, dude, I like fucking hope my spouse and mom are <laughs> yeah. that's why or, like, that's why that's why not listening to me talking that's why even if he comes off as a little self-centered like david cho is an amazing host for that p- p- specific reason that he doesn't give a shit he's unblackmailable in his own words like he like you know like they he said so much shit on that podcast last year that he like jeopardized some like serious fucking yeah um like uh he fucked up his whole vice Career. Yeah, yeah, Vice, he's what not on Vice that? anymore. He told this story about how he sort of... <laughs> raped a masseuse. He didn't uh, rape okay. her, but... Sort it, of. You said sort of. I, I was just, like, elaborating. This is, so he this sort is the, of... The, the title of the, that episode was, was Rapish Behavior. Oh. And, of course, okay, it's him and Asakira, right? They're they're both sex addicts. She's a porn star. He's, he's a rich artist who fucks a lot of whores. Of course. Like... like already like that that, that's another element of the the gray zone already they're coming from a place of like our ethics aren't sound like we aren't we aren't actually (laughs) they're more of a questionable yeah like we're not saying that we come from an ethical standpoint here we're just talking about what we do so yeah he tells this story on one of his podcasts that he claims was part of his art and it was an embellished story okay that was basically about like he's getting massaged and he kind of like physically forces his masseuse to give him head which is which is rape? <laughs> yes. Like, so it what is. His, he kind of coerces her into doing it. He, he is, coerces her with his it, hands. If at any moment yes. well, he like, says that, yeah, yeah, exactly, with his hands. Like, like it, I'm it, not gonna. It's no longer coer. Anyway, I'm, <laughs> no, this is the thing. Is like I'm never gonna defend this fucking thing. But sure. the only thing I'm gonna defend is that uh, is that 
people like freedom of speech like storytelling and shit but like, it makes sense to me that he would lose a job over that because that's not the kind of thing you so want what, to vice, vice destroyed he, the had, a, he had a lot of deals with with vice where he was gonna do a lot more shit besides thumbs up he was gonna be like on well, vice he, news he covering all kinds a, of crazy okay. news there's a thumbs up series that's been refilmed that hasn't been released because it's vice's footage right the they filmed they footage. filmed the whole all based on this story well, no, 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 no. No, they filmed no, the, the whole. Footage is no, but but unrelated. the the cancellation of their oh. partnership well, was based okay. on the story. This is this is like honestly like nobody actually really knows the story. This is all like people kind of projecting what sure. they believe. But it it kind of like yeah, it, it's kind of been <laughs> discussed about like in a very roundabout way, even right. by them that like yes, him by him saying that that specific because he when he told that story it blew up in the um feminists of course online feminists yeah, yeah, which yeah. which makes sense good for them like honestly like dude i'm a feminist like I, i'm also like a womanizer but i but I, I, <laughs> and that's very great that's, that's very gray yeah, of yeah, me yeah. to admit but yeah. like but like no i i uh i can completely understand that when when i heard him say that shit i was like oh dude he's digging himself a grave right now yeah like as a public figure you don't want to go on air talking about how you kind of maybe rape yeah, someone. Rape-ish like, is, like is rape an interesting ish. word. And that was that was sort of their whole thing <laughs> yeah. is that they were trying to explore this whole idea of like like what constitutes It was it was really very much like the shit that goes on in that play tape, you know. Yes. Yeah. Or tape, or, uh, or the uh, like Stephen, a play the tape? Stephen Belber. I've seen a movie of tape. They did they Cronenberg and Ethan Hawke, they made a movie of it, but it's based yeah. on a play yeah. that um me and Evan are kinda into. Oh. And to doing Interesting. and um it's kind of it's kind of one of those ambiguous sexual stories where it's like we don't have a proper language to talk about this, you know. It's gotten to the point where consent is this whole thing, and it's like everybody's become really sensitive about it, yeah. rightfully so, because there's a lot of bullshit that happens. But it's also like we're not set up in a way where we can properly discuss it because yeah. there's no. Well, here's the thing: all these all these things happen behind closed doors. And on top of that, they happen behind closed doors, usually with alcohol involved, which destroys the ability to remember anything for both parties. And it just gets it just gets really, really hard to talk about. It's, it. yeah. it's like, yes, you yeah. should always believe the victim. And if yes. you're somebody that's, who's taking advantage of somebody, that's a piece of shit move. And yeah. you, that's not okay. That's a like, little bit, just just to throw it out there, that's a little bit of an interesting thing about David Cho that's always struck me as like crazy is that he does not drink. He doesn't smoke. He what? Doesn't do but he's an addict. He's an addict. He's, he's a, a sex addict. addict. He's a but the only reason addict. the only reason that he doesn't is but because if he takes a, a sip of beer, he's just like completely fucked up and yeah. can't function. Huh. He yeah. just passes out. You know. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. You bring up a good. Every, like you always have to. Own, everyone has their own vices, though. And that's yeah. The thing. yeah. And like, I, 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 I feel, I feel like I'm in, We're in danger right now of defending David Cho in that in that story because in that story he is like a fucking. No, that's what I'm saying. Is that like, honestly like when I but heard it's, that, it's great. It's fucking like dude. To no, be honest, no I was like, what, yeah. whatever. I, was, like, no, no. I, I don't even know what, what the fuck happened. Exactly. Like, it's it's like, impossible my, to defend it because like, we have absolutely nothing to But then it's like, what's on? the next like, move? Do you no write this facts, guy off completely? Like, no do you nothing. say, I have, want to have dude, nothing to do with this guy because no, he did we this just thing? just dial him down as a gray character and be yeah. like, yo, I'll appreciate what's good from you and I'll like disregard that's, what that's is negative. That's the thing. But to be honest, from my perspective, I was at that point when that episode of that podcast came out, I was like a diehard fan. And when that episode, I actually had like some serious fucking like ethical, like, per, and I'm a pretty like open person. Like I usually don't judge things very much at all. Right. When that came out, I really did question myself as like, to what degree do I want to be supporting this guy? Because I personally think like when I heard that shit, I was like, dude, what he's saying right now is very 
fucked up. Well, here's the thing. That's just the one instance where he, it like even talked about something. So like, what about all the things that he doesn't want to talk about? And well, that's also the thing. And also like, uh, and also at the same time, like he's, he's an art, like, you know, uh, it's, it's what, what's that dude's name in the seventies in New York artist, uh, Andy Warhol. Like it's a similar thing. Like Andy Warhol had these happenings. He filmed them all. He did. He has a lot of questions, ethically questionable, artistic pro- projects and videos and blah blah yeah. blah um i i, I kind of look at david cho as a little bit the same as he's like you you take from it what you want and you dismiss and it's like, what you want it's also it's also like he's he's essentially he's an artist he's not trying to claim like he is not trying to claim that like you you know that what he's saying is like you know actually a, a legitimate thing to do like i think he's aware of the fact that he's a, a billionaire in la who does not live a normal life a normal and it's life. it's also like like i don't know like a lot of you know 20 something dudes of our generation i'm a huge yeah. fucking charles bukowski fan absolutely you know who is this is and it's like yeah. and he he'll write a story about um and he's got a book called the most beautiful woman in town and other stories and one of the stories in that book is called the fiend where he's describing a very charles bukowski-esque character raping a child that's right. the story holy shit yeah, and it's 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 fucking a brutal brutal story and and i i talked about this because when i was reading bukowski my dad got into him too and, and my dad's a cool guy he's a writer he understands it and then a lot of my other uh people in my family sort of like picked up the book and was like oh you have this lying around and i read that story and i was like that really disturbed me and turned me off from him and i'm not going to be interested in this but i talked about it with my dad and he's like i don't know charles bukowski didn't rape a child but the thought occurred to him and mm. instead of turning that part off and repressing it it's like no i'm gonna i'm gonna explore this thought because this thought is a real is a reality you know well that that's what's tough about like kind of our our pc society now and like especially we've been talking about stand-up comedy before is like you've got art and abstraction where like charles bukowski can write about a bukowski in character raping a child or you can have a stand-up comedian making a joke about gang rape or something like that and like that is not truth you know and like regardless of where where the story and truth connect that it, it's it's whether you want to call it art or not that's just like a performance piece but it's not and so then like you get these people who are calling out comedians for making jokes about rape or you know i mean i'm sure maybe people have got up in arms or have been up in arms about bukowski for more than just this like child rape thing but like nobody knows about that ex- at all. Well, nobody gives a fuck. E- nobody e- reads that much because either way, it's just like this is like the the idea that just because it's not PC that it should happen, it shouldn't mean that we can't talk about it. You know? Yeah, yeah. No, I I think it's I, as someone who consumes art and and writing and and all these kind of things is I actually I look for those things like I I want like. At some point, like it's really comes back to like what we were talking about before about these like specific people who who like Gian Gomeshi or or yeah. Woody Allen or someone. It's like for me, who's someone who enjoys the idea of exploring like that dimension of humanity, yeah, like, all the possibilities, like yeah. yeah, like so like you know what, someone's gonna write about it. So yeah. like you can't necessarily de- demonize like. And shit, like, I have to kind of keep my judgment because it's so, it's, that it's so easy. It's of, so easy, dude, and it's ju- it's so easy, and it's very practical to say that this action is evil, you yeah. know. But in doing so, you kind of just alienate it into this like outside devil force that is contaminating yeah. that is contaminating the pure essence of humanity. I like, I like and it's this. like no, 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 no. 
everything that is the dark part about the shit that goes down it it's ju- it's just as real as the good shit. Yeah. It, you have to take both of it, right? Yeah. And and the, that's the a, world we live. A in. courageous artist is gonna explore that shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? And make you feel shitty about it just by looking at it, or just show you it. Yeah. Or just yeah. Good point. Not yeah. not you not have an agenda you, about yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. that's the that's the. And it's up to the to, dude. To that the is that looker. right there? Like not like that's why it's that's why we have Thank a hard you. time necessarily describing it. But that's kind of like the, what it comes down to with this whole gray idea is that like. You, you just put it out there and you don't have any like we don't necessarily want to make people feel sick or uncomfortable or happy or, or like ecstatic or whatever you just want to put something out there in in a way where you're like this is like consume it feel feel whatever you feel yeah digest it however you want to digest it um, like no like there's there's no ethical agenda behind yeah because things. because the minute you say like oh that's evil all of a sudden, you've stopped the conversation. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah. kind of and, the opinion and you're not, that the artist and you're not, and you're is not, not even, responsible for explaining. And it. you're not getting. Re- to, I agree. You know? which is why I hate art and, school. And, and then like, by doing so, you're what's not. What's the intention? You mean by yeah. this? And by by doing by labeling it in that way, you're not getting anywhere past that. You're not getting to the root of what might be causing that. And in that way, you're not advancing past it at all. You know. Yeah. You're just yeah. labeling it and saying it's this thing that is evil. Yeah, you know? black, white. But that's just a word. You yeah. know, it doesn't mean anything. Try to explain to somebody what l- evil means. You can't do it. No, absolutely, dude. Absolutely. I'm glad. I'm glad. Like artists like Bukowski are writing about evil shit, so that other people can read about evil shit and uh, and experience what it feels like just to read about it. Yeah, that's the thing, and like, to, uh, and, and feel, and then decide or, how they feel about it. Yeah, I where think, you know? start, I think start with is... reading about some evil shit. And then, <laughs> yeah. you know, like maybe you feel like worse enough, yeah. and you're like, damn. Like, and then you can acknowledge like, it. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like that's like actually it. part of like the responsibility of an artist is 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 to is to put stuff out there that makes people question what they believe in and question what's right or wrong. And yeah. what, like, you know, if if everything was just PC, like like this is what I like to say too, which leaves myself ambiguous, is that. Like I am a PC person because I, I don't want to offend people right. to a point. You're not where actively. Like, you don't want to actively offend. I don't anybody. want to actively yeah. offend people, but I'm completely anti-PC. Is and I also don't. I hate the idea of censorship. Yeah. If you're gonna tell me that because I like. It's like oh no, you can't say because that. Because if you we're sitting in that. this room with my friends and I'm like, oh that shit's retarded. If someone like all of a sudden is gonna be like, you realize that you're. Uh, when every time you say the word retarded, you're completely like yeah. putting down anyone who has uh, like yeah. able differences. Yeah. And like, yeah. I'm like, you know what? I don't need, I don't need a PC agenda, but yeah. I want, I want to like, I think there's the a balance of, at the bottom of everything. Yeah. I want people to feel good. Like, yeah. Like I want people to feel comfortable. I want people to feel good about themselves. Yeah. You know what? But, I think there's a balance and like, especially yeah. now, like with the, what, like, the advent of the internet and and uh, i mean i guess tumblrism but like these only recently have i started hearing about like trigger warnings and so like like trigger warnings so you have to you have to announce before you talk about rape before you talk about domestic abuse before you talk about violence before you do anything you have to say okay so d- b- before i offend anybody there's a trigger warning so if you got anything like if you got any hangs about this don't fucking watch it We're but hurt. at the same time like we don't live in a scrubbed, distilled world. No. Like I, I don't understand the trigger warning thing. It, it's only like only for sterilized environments. Exactly. Like a, like a school. If setting. you're in a like school or a something like that, that I yeah. was working on in in my school. Yeah. That I uh, I talked to this guy about like the things that I was going to say. And, yeah. Uh, and and show to the class, and he he gave me a low, low down on trigger warning. Right. And, 
I decided not to incorporate the things that I think and, and that's fair and I think that, like I think there's a balance but it like it comes down to personal discretion too like if you're a fucking idiot if if you have no bearings on like what people feel and and if you just want to like like you know make people uncomfortable yeah then go ahead and say whatever the fuck you want but if you actually want to get a point across and like be heard yeah then like there's a point there is a moment where you have to say like look i'm about to show you something or say something to you that yeah. might be really viewer discretion like, is for advised instance, Kong, yeah exactly yeah. it's it's exactly like a trigger warning is literally just that same thing at the beginning of a fucking tv show exactly making discretion is advised yeah. or a fucking parental advisory sticker on a rap exactly CD. it's like like so for instance i was in a class at concordia last semester it was a sexuality research class and the first day the, the professor said look i'm going to give a trigger warning right now for the rest of the semester okay if yeah that's perfect if, so that if makes you're sense sensitive yeah about topics you might not want to show up to some of these classes if you're gonna when we talk about um prostitutes or right. or the porn industry or something if you have a really personal problem with that you might not want to come to that class yeah. I'm not going to say this. At the, I'm not going to give you a warning before every fucking discussion I have. Because <laughs> so, this is what look, we're talking about. Because you never know when yeah. it's going to come yeah. up. Because this know? is the class you enrolled in. Because those things, by their very nature, aren't aren't expected. Yeah. No. It's different when... I mean, like... I mean, I'm I'm in the art community. Like, it's different when... Like, I have friends who are in the, like, feminist community or in the uh, philosophy community or something. And I think it's different when you're trying to portray, like... Uh, you know an academic approach to something like you you do want to take all these steps you want to like make sure that you're being pc and being, yeah but like when you're i think that the purpose of art is is to explore the zones and this is what exactly the great the great thing is the purpose is to explore the zones that that aren't that aren't uh acceptable or yeah. aren't or, or aren't explored every day like you you want to be able to make a statement or make a video or make a song that might make some people like viscerally uncomfortable. Yeah. And and if you feel like you need to explain yourself or apologize every time you're going to do that, like, yeah. No, that's Here's not the, the thing role though. Of the like at this at the same time, like we're all. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but like for me, talking about like my my kind of not dislike but just confusion about things like trigger warnings is coming from a person myself who has never had to experience that you know yeah, like, yeah. i've never been raped you know i've never had like an abusive parent so like i don't know what it's like walking through the world getting triggered you know like i don't know what that's like See, so it's easy can... for me to say like well fucking deal with it because the world's a shitty place but at the same time it's like where do no, you draw man, the line? That's, I'm that's the, no, the same, I'm in the same boat. That's the, exact, to, that's the privilege I'm talking about, so. and that's where empathy comes into play. Because at a point, you have to, you have to realize that, like, w like we're lucky. Like, yeah. I, I'm, I'm the same way. Like, yeah. I've, yeah, I've done some weird shit in my life. I've said some weird shit happened to me where I'm like uncomfortable about it. Yeah, but I'm, it's nothing that's so bad that I'm like. Uh, you know, triggered by, by what happens around me. Exactly. But some people like, some people you know, are, I have, I have some friends who've been raped before. And if yeah. I just make a like, like snide comment, making a joke about rape, like in yeah. front of that friend, like that's going to like, you know, she, she or he is going to be very uh, uncomfortable around. Yeah. That. So I think like an, an element of empathy and of just like knowing when to say what. Yeah. And you know, like, when, you up, when you like, brought up the retarded thing, good. when yeah. you brought up the retarded thing, I, I mean, I, I still find myself saying it. I, I used to say it a lot more than, than I do now. And I, I also agree that like, there's a certain level of like it, not trying to censor yourself just for the sake of, of, of being PC. But like I worked for a summer with uh, 
developmentally disabled adults. Yeah. And I, I would I, I had multiple conversations with them about the word retard. You know, and like we would it was um it was at Concordia. It was at the Loyola campus for so they did arts therapy, drama therapy, dance therapy, and music therapy. And so it was adults eighteen. I mean, there was nobody who was eighteen, but like the group was eighteen to like I think the oldest person we had there was like fifty five. And so it was basically people on the autism spectrum, and like they never really classified or or you know zoned people in. But uh, having conversations about like so. You know what what happened today? So like, how was your day? And like, somebody would say like, yeah, well, you know, I, I like my sister called me retarded. And like, how does that make you feel? Well, it makes me feel stupid. And just like, and and talking about this this word for those people is so fucking heavy, and it makes them feel like absolute shit. Where for us, it's just like we equate it with saying stupid, right. you know, like and, or but, saying but, like fag. But also, faggot, but, also, but, also but also like if you take like is this specific example, the word retarded, yeah. like. The word retarded, it stems from, I think, people using it as saying mentally retarded. Yeah, they used to. I mean, it used because to be in you, the scientific textbooks. If, like, somebody no, no, is mentally even retarded. Even just like the word slowed. Re- retarded, yeah. by its very definition, just means like behind. slowed or behind. Yeah. So if you call a, like a mentally, you know, ill person. Disabled, yeah. Or, or you know, whatever, yeah. The, whatever the political equivalent sure, is. Sure, yeah. Like, a retard. A retard. That's, <laughs> a retard. that's pretty. Retard. That's pretty insensitive, I guess. Yeah. You know. Well, that's the. Thing but if you call like, your if your friend does something stupid, and you say you're being a retard. Like yeah. that's not necessarily yeah, even connected to mentally ill people. Exactly. It's like you're There's being slow. But that's, exactly. It's the context. It's a context. Yeah. And and, and it, also all these words have been appropriated. Like yeah yeah in textbooks in the 40s and 50s and 60s, retard was probably uh, like like normal. Retard is like a word in French. But yeah. but at the same Late. time though. But at the yeah. same time though we've 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 appropriated those words like when you're in the fucking school grounds and like you know you have a down syndrome kid in your class and then you're calling all your friends retarded as an insult yeah or you have or like you know in high school like probably like or you know even in grade school like you have a gay friend and then like faggot becomes your like biggest yeah or somebody that you don't even know shit like like yeah that shit like it just ostracizes those people in, in a way that we don't we don't get to connect with exactly. because we we don't have that. Like I'm not a gay retarded kid. Exactly. I, I don't. I never had. It's I, like I never was that person sitting there. I think going, it's. Like, I think it's a balance. Yeah. I think it's. I'm the one that they're like, all. I think. I think on the one song. hand. Ah. I think on the one hand you have to be sensitive to people who are going to be sensitive to it, and they're not wrong for being sensitive to it. No. You know, because given the way that the word has existed throughout the culture. It's meant as a derogatory term, whether it's faggot, yeah. nigger, retard, whatever it yeah. is. It's meant as that. So, like, if I, I, I could talk all I want about how I think nigger is just a word and it doesn't mean anything, but if there's a black guy in the room, I'm going to be sensitive to that because well, he might he might bring his shit to it, right? But you, but can you also, and, and you can be sensitive to that, yeah. but you can also understand that nigger in and of itself doesn't really mean anything. Like word. like George Carlin would say, it's the racist asshole behind it that you should really be concerned True. about. Yeah, but you know? but also for you know like for like you know probably not us, but like young white dudes who are like walk up to their friends like yo what up my nigga yeah. like like on some level you're like yeah okay it's just a word but on another level you're like look like if you like it's also like people need to educate themselves right like if yeah. you have like obviously we all have an understanding about why that shit like, is yo offensive. what's up my holocaust survivor yeah like, <laughs> yeah. like we understand why <laughs> this shit is offensive therefore yeah. we are able to make decisions about when when it's appropriate yeah or not. a lot of people have no fucking idea and a lot of people are homophobic and racist and sexist. And, and they never things. use those words. 
No. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. Yeah, you yeah. can definitely find people on the planet who fucking don't. Yeah. Politicians, fucking everybody. Yeah. 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 yeah, well, they never use those words until you get that one home video of them. And then and that, that <laughs> thing where you're like, oh, that politician's actually a real person who says some bullshit. Like, yeah. Yeah. Or like, who is it? Uh, I like this idea, though, that social media is coming, like you said earlier, like social, like we're coming to a point where we we either are, are neglecting it completely or we're putting ourselves out there so publicly that you can't. You can't hide, hide from you it. You can't hide There's no privacy anymore. There's no point. There's no, no point. I have, a like, pro- yeah. I, have a, I have like an actual, like, it might be a fucking condition. Where like my my like I sometimes have a hard time like discerning who I am compared to like who my Facebook profile is. Right. It's like is that I don't know yeah. if that's a bad thing though. And it's like well when I started this podcast like I had this little thought process where I'm like I'm an actor right like I part you of are. like really? I well I, I do theater yeah, and like I audition. In, you should for act shit. in one of our music. Videos. I'd love yeah, I'd for fucking sure. love yeah, to. Yeah. Man. We want to get both you guys yeah. like obviously like no but like you guys should come you guys should come on Tuesday yeah for sure Blizzard yeah. but like yeah. we'll cast you in like but like I like I do boom like I like. I've, I, I'm an actor, but I, on, the, on the other hand, fucking hate actors because they're yeah. so fucking career driven, the and they're so musicians. Yeah. and they're like, All the time. They're, they're, there's people who are just they want to be famous and rich, yeah. and they want to be a movie star, and it's like if you're a real actor, like I pride myself on the fact that I fucking do theater every day because I don't give a fuck about being famous or rich. I like yeah. acting, yeah, I like the craft of it, I like storytelling. Yeah. I don't care about being even like. Like yeah, part of it is like yes, I like being the center of the tension, but I also just like being in a position where I'm like entertaining people. Yeah, like yeah, that's yeah. that's the Absolutely. fun shit to me, and I don't give a fuck about pay- a paycheck. Like I, the idea of getting paid to do it is even crazy to me. Yeah, you know, and it's, it's just something you really. And it's like, but then, feel. but then when I started this podcast, and it's something that by its very nature I would want to be very open, and I and yeah. I, I discuss my personal life in great grotesque detail. <laughs> yeah, very you know? much so. And, and 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 I wouldn't <laughs> if I if deep. I if I if I was gonna do this podcast, I wouldn't want it any other way, right? Yeah. But then part of me was like, oh, what if I like, you know, this jeopardizes my career in some way. But then I immediately thought, if this jeopardizes any kind of project, that's a project I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to do anyways. Yeah. Fuck, nice. fuck yeah. them. See, yeah. that's that. That's awesome. that. That's that fuck you money awesome. attitude. Yeah. It's like that's like getting tattooed yeah. all over your forearms. Yeah. Your, it's like, oh, I'm not going to be yeah. cast in your next Hollywood movie. Hollywood sucks. Yeah, yeah exactly. Hollywood well, fucking yeah, the sucks. Yeah, tattoo thing. It's like, oh, yeah. uh, so, what? What are you going to do about a job if you got tattoos on your neck? But yeah. I don't want to work at a fucking job that doesn't doesn't yeah. allow me to have these fucking tattoos. And you know, that's that's where like our generation. Like, imagine in 20 years like how many people do you know our age right now who are covered in tattoos and who mm-hmm. have that attitude yeah especially in a city like montreal or it's a new normal or, man yeah, it's, it's a, a new, new normal, normal. Yeah. so like you know like we're like everything evolves and and we're kind of on that forefront right now yeah. we're, we're the people at this age who in 20 years are going to be the people judging the people at, that's the thing i can't then. wait for the next politician <laughs> to just like openly admit all their fucking skeletons dude like, absolutely yeah that's my sex tape uh yeah there's a dick pic that i sent on snapchat well, like, uh, what what else you want to talk about you want to talk about some rob. real shit oh like uh rob ford yeah well, beyond rob ford Beyond, he's that, that's so well, his, that's his, so amazing. His problem is that he's just an asshole. Like, yeah. if he was if he was super cool and he and he was like, yeah, I smoke crack, I do right, this, blah blah right, blah, yeah. then then it would be like, oh. But the fact up, is that he like yeah. keeps getting elected. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? People vote for him. People, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, and that's that's the fucking crazy shit. That's like Rob Ford, fucking George Bush. People don't like politicians that are like yeah. better than them. No, yeah. no, no, no. They want a stupid Rob Ford's stupid fucking quote, and it was like a joke on on fucking The Daily Show where he he was making fun of Rob Ford and. And he was. There's a quote from Rod Ford where he's like, 
I don't even think of myself as the mayor. Like, I'm just a regular <laughs> guy. I'm like, maybe you should have you a mayor be who a mayor. thinks of himself as the mayor. Yeah. This is okay. <laughs> I'm not, I, I'll admit that I'm really not that informed with politics. But what when I look at politics, what I see is another is is a different element of Hollywood. It's like exactly like you have these celebrities Squeaky who are in movies, clean. and you want to like you look at these celebrities, and, you're and like, then you also oh have God, fucking so movie so. stars running for office and shit. Exactly. It's like fucking it's, Schwarzenegger, it's, it's, the governor of California. That's insane. It's all the same fucking thing. Ronald Reagan was a fucking <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it's kind of the same thing like you you, you the, the po- people who will strive to be the head politicians have the same attitude as someone who strives to be like a hollywood star that gets recognized yeah, exactly all the world. yeah like, it's it's there's a lot of bullshit involved and like, i think it should be a fucking jury system i think that in order to become the president or the prime minister or whatever or like higher level politician you have to not want to do it and so like you get yeah, a fucking call. piece of mail or also, yeah. you also, get a piece of mail that's like jury duty it's like you're oh you got to be the president now it's like yeah. ah fuck or it's like okay. yeah, and, it's, yeah, yeah. and it's like that's, uh, that would be very like very imagine how brilliant it would be to just every president gets one term yeah, yeah exactly why do they get two why yeah. do they get two yeah. well they get the whole first term is like oh shit i need to be elected again exactly. so i'm gonna behave in this way yeah, yeah, yeah. how about you get one time yeah well this is the problem though is that we also live in a world where we're not we're not very effective things take fucking years like yeah like a politician yeah. can instate something in their term that won't that won't actually happen yeah because the next side like, comes in they're like eh, else is well yeah, like, not let's not think about that too hard. honestly like i i know i have i have a distaste for politics be, partly because it just confuses me i'm just like what the what the fuck yeah. are we voting for? Yeah. What the fuck are these people doing? How are they? And they're just spending spending money based. On, it, it seems almost like a fucking pissing contest. Not even like a pissing contest. It is a pissing contest. Like you look at like House of Commons meetings. Not, and people it's not, are just it's like, not even a pissing contest. It's fucking American Idol, man. It's, it's like American Idol. It's like, ooh, yeah. who's gonna win? Yeah. And it's just like a weirdo. Yeah. It really fixed, it's like a weirdo fixed want. popularity contest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you say and do whatever you need to do and say to win. You know, and then you and win, it's like, and then you're then you're that guy, and you have like a bunch of power. Yeah. And like, fair enough, there probably is like a shit ton of responsibility on these pro- politicians that we we have no idea. Like, like imagine it. Like, okay, like for, for us, it's like, oh shit, I gotta like like for me and Ian right now, it's like, oh, like we gotta sit down and like schedule a video shoot for sure. next week. For these guys, it's like. I got to sit down and like schedule like what our foreign policy is going to exactly. be on this insane war. That's the, yeah. how I'm going to present this bill that has to be passed and then passed. How do I word it in order to get like the populace on like, my side? I, I feel like that not there, there, there shouldn't be one president. There should be like a fucking like the same a, way as a jury. Like yeah, there should exactly. be a fucking panel. 12 elders. Yeah. Because like our, like, how can we give that much responsibility to one person knowing that well, that's the thing. all like, of us like, are That's kind up. of the idea behind a representative government and just like, but at the same time, you're we not, not representing live, the people. We do not live in a representative exactly. democracy. That's the point. We are that's not, the point. This is not a democratic yeah. world we're living it's in. Corporatism. This is a corporate yeah. world. It's money. Yeah. We live and in and here's, here's where, the thing. Here's like the, the, like the glaring, uh, I mean, oxymoron uh, to this is that like, we're, it, we're supposed to be voting for things, but they're bought man they're bought and like the idea that you can donate i guess i'm talking more about american politics the idea that like corporations are can be people which means that they have the right to free speech which means they have the right to donate to political parties so say i don't know say fucking shell donates like oh we're just uh we really like your campaign we're gonna give you like five million dollars remember that 
It's just like, it's like yeah, okay, and, okay. And, take the fucking money out and see what happens. And fucking Noam yeah. Chomsky talks about this all the time. It's like yeah. any political election, it's like follow the money. You'll know who's going to yeah, win. Exactly. It's but what, it won, like with one hundred percent accuracy. There's like the, the Latin the, and nobody pays it, attention. Who nobody benefits? Listens to it. The, yeah, who is, benefits? That is the problem, though, is that nobody really pays attention. Nobody cares because the the general populace, people say shit like Noam Chomsky's boring. And dude, I like when including I myself, like I'll have this conversation now. But like I said, like I'm, I don't fucking know what's going on. Like, like I'll vote because i want to like do that shit or whatever but like dude no i'm not spending i'm not spending my nights reading articles on like what's happening with foreign policy yeah. in canada and what, yeah that's the thing like I, you know like yeah i don't like stephen harper but like why because he he seems like a douchebag well and, and in terms of canada especially like the i i remember watching um i think not the last one but the one before that where so if anybody's listening who isn't in canada we don't have a bipartisan election we have Four, well, technically five, but nobody really gives Green Party any cred. But so we've got NDP, uh, Liberals, Conservatives, and uh, what's the other one? I don't know. See, this is how we much have the I Green Party. Know about. We have yeah. We have a bunch of like small. We have the NDP, the Liberals, and Conservative parties that are pretty much the top. The main parties. Yeah. But so so say Harper was a conservative. Most of the people in the country did not want him to be prime minister. But yeah. because because he got more than the other parties, he, he became elected. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, I mean, I I guess I I un, I understand kind of the the benefit of having only two people, where you can say like, okay, no, if like more than half of the country votes not for that guy, then that guy won't get in. Whereas if you've got more than just two parties, it's like okay, even though more people voted for not him, nobody voted the the party in yeah, properly in order else, to get yeah. it in. So but like, that's the problem. I, uh, I don't know. Like the two-tier system too, though, is it's like either one of those guys could be voted in, but it's still the same money that's going to exactly. be paying their, their exactly man the policies behind it. Yeah, to think that they have I, any really, fucking like, control. I'm really like not able to even like I, I'm saying these things, and as I'm saying them, I'm like, fuck. I wish I actually knew what I was talking about. I really have no idea, and yeah. that, that's what's that's what's crazy. Is that like? But should is it then our responsibility to be informed, or is it our responsibility to actually like? We have so much to do in our lives already. Like, that, that's as, it. as a as a participant in society, who like you know, as much as I'd like to just like believe, like, oh, yo, I'm a fucking rock star. My yeah. life is the dopest life yeah. ever. Like, no, I'm I'm just like some kid in fucking Montreal. Like, like. Like, at what, well, I don't know. Here's the at thing, what, man. At what point, or like, how, at what level do I participate? Well, and it's weird. It's it's weird asking like, at what level do you participate? Because I don't know. I've I've thought before. Like, I mean, th- this may sound like really whiny, but like, I I didn't choose to be a part of this society. You know, like I'm here and I'm dealing with what I got. But like, in no way did I did I. I mean, I guess that's the nature of fucking being born. You didn't ask to be here. But like, I didn't, you know, like, I don't, like, I don't know anything about fucking taxes. I don't know anything about the political system. I I really don't know anything. And so when it comes to being actively involved, I just kind of step back. I'm like, well, I don't know, man. Like, I don't really care. I mean, like, I'll definitely take the, the, the advantages of it. Like, I love free healthcare. Like, I, yeah. I, I love a lot of things about it. But at the same time, I don't know how to be actively involved. You know, like, I, I just don't. I just no, don't know how to do it. No, I know. And we're, we're, we're slightly like we are kind of admitting to being products of a society that has not educated us. Well. Exactly. Like, well, we that's the thing. Like, public the school. We're like, we're in public school. Like, you know what I learned in public school? I learned a bit of geography. I learned like the basics of chemistry. I learned yeah. a little bit of like English fucking like the structure of our English language. Right. How to you write a letter. You know what I didn't learn? I didn't learn how to construct my own life. I didn't yeah. learn how to pay bills. I, I didn't, didn't learn, learn how, how to raise a kid. I didn't, I didn't learn how to yeah. vote. 
I didn't learn all any of this things. shit. I didn't learn how to be a critical thinker. I didn't yeah. learn how to, taxes, to like think about. Yeah. Everybody has to do this. Why? Me. Why didn't I learn in school how to fucking pay taxes? I still don't know how to. I still don't know how to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, like, it, like that's what <laughs> I'm saying. Like, if we yeah. if we had an education system that actually valued like creating a society of, of people who knew how to think for themselves yeah. and who were effective Here's the people. thing, though. I think, like, uh, we're talking about balance before, and, like, I, I wouldn't want to be part of an education system that was only how to be a productive member of society because no, I think there, there's, there's merit to, to the things that you're man. never going to... need to be free thinkers. Yeah. There's merit to things that you're can. never going to use. Like, I'm never going to use all the math that I learned. Like, I, I've, I've not used it once. I'm not going to use a lot of the history that I learned, but I think that's really important just for the idea of, like, like a quest for knowledge you know like i think learning anything is Le like just training your brain you know but at the same time there's so many practical things that i wish i fucking learned you know oh, like dude even thank yeah. god i had sex education god I damn dude my sex education is like it, oh no like i had we had a sex ed teacher but, but like know yeah. you know i think us. about the tax i didn't learn sex shit i learned I how to not put on a condom backwards i think about the, the i learned that by putting on backwards and being like why doesn't this fit on my dick <laughs> yeah wait the this slippery is, side's on really, the outside right hard, hard I, to unroll in this I'm thinking about thinking about thinking about the taxes thing like why aren't people taught at an early age how to do it right and you know what it must pay for people to not know to not how to know do it. yeah because then you get interest, and then you get. And then you don't, you don't fees. learn all the tricks about how you can get out of this and that, and you know, if you, if everybody knew how to pay their taxes properly, the government would probably make way less. Money. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. And all the accountants. Yeah, exactly. What what are they? What are they going to do? Say, oh well, I'm out of work. Everybody knows how to do it. The accountants probably pay the the schools a yearly stipend not to teach the kids <laughs> how to do their taxes. Yeah, I don't know if I'll go that far, but. <laughs> Time. Yeah, there, there's definitely there's definitely a benefit to to not knowing your taxes in terms of being government. Yeah, it's fucking weird, man. I don't know. I did learn how to put on a condom straight. That that's that's something. That's valuable. I, I, I'm glad school, I don't live in fucking Missouri where they're like, no, well, just do, you just don't do it. Just don't do it, and you'll be fine. I love <laughs> I love the idea of people being taught abstinence only or programs, and it's like they just end up fucking each other in the ass well no and that's the thing or like you look at the correlation <laughs> between that, that, that's like, sex between yeah, abstinence sure. only yeah, education gonna, gonna say, i'll save my virginity just fuck me in the ass yeah totally god god doesn't look in the ass but like you, you look doesn't at the, the correlation between abstinence only education and teen pregnancy rates and it's yeah, completely it's connected it's, it's just like oh they didn't teach you how to have safe sex so you don't know how to do it so you don't do it and then you get pregnant uh, okay. Clever. Clever society. Good I guess. I guess. Work, yeah, Catholics. we need a lot more fucking babies. Mm. <laughs> oh God. Oh God. Babies. I can't oh, imagine myself Jesus. with a baby. I, I I can't imagine. I can't even take care of my fucking self, let alone a child. Oh yeah. God. Although I feel like if it's something that was like brought upon you, you have to fucking deal with it. But uh, anyway, you guys. You know, guess guess how much time has elapsed. Yeah, it's dude, probably like been too long. Three hours. Three hours, my boys. Yeah. Uh, so wait, you said you had uh, a track. Did you have you guys done the audio track yet? For the well, okay, one? we have the audio track done for um, that that we just released right. from January. Okay, the one for February won't be released for another week or two. Okay, do probably you guys have the weeks. audio track of the one that you just released on either one of your phones? It's yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, it's on SoundCloud. Okay, perfect. So, kind of our tradition as as we wrap up the podcast, uh, you're gonna have to send me the track. But okay. what we do is we just kind of play it on our phone through the microphone, 
wrap up I and guess then while we're talking yeah stuff. and then and then just send me the track and i'll splice it in, in in post and then that's our outro music okay cool yeah yeah, yeah. it's it's weird as fuck it's not a re- it's not a traditional music track no, no it's all good and it's long it's like five minutes and no, the first it's all good. half of it is not not music it's okay. just noise well give us give us the second half with some music and yeah, then let's uh, them, here wait where's um, your phone's right here oh that's good yeah, yeah, I'll cue that shit up. I'll play. Yeah. The, I'll play the good part. Okay, I perfect. Actually, pro- I think I have it on just on my like perfect. iTunes, like the actual. And so, what? Part. How do we, how do we find you guys? Your great productions. Okay, we Facebook, find you on Facebook. Facebook. dot com slash great productions mtl. That's gray like g r e y g r e y. Some people have been the like, right Yo, way. What's up? Yeah, I mean, it's Canadian man. To me, it just it just looks it looks and sounds better. Yeah. Like, with an e, it looks it's softer. Just, that's the way it's gonna be. Great, it's gotta be Gray. with an e. Gray. Yeah, yeah. Gray. When I say it, I imagine myself saying it with an e. I'm like, yeah. I feel like that's a term that could be very readily like even on the podcast just now we're talking about like, oh yeah, like that's gray. It's like yeah, it's like a, it's like a great adoptable term. Yeah. I, I, I would I like honestly part of what I like. I would love in within the next year to hear people being like oh that's some gray shit like <laughs> like the same way like it to me it really just defines like something that's a little bit outside of what you can define yeah. like if you don't no, really know what to say about it or what to think about it it's gray you know what that shit it, it starts somewhere think of any idiom or expression yeah. or, or a cloak no, 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 but like it, it starts it, everything somewhere. in our society is about black or white or good or bad or good and evil or like oh, yeah, you know everything is, is set up that way yeah, so, so like, play that whenever you want just put if, it close if, to your mic. you know if you can even just start thinking about it in terms of neither of those because those are just, it doesn't mean anything it's yeah. just made up because it's easier yeah you know yeah it's so much easier to define things in, as one or the other yeah but i like the, and it's like and if you can if you can sort of you know alter the language a little bit to help you talk about it because that's so much of the root of i think a lot of problems in terms of like you know sexual assault you know uh, mental illness a yeah. lot, addiction a lot of these big problems that we're dealing where's with where's the language it's like there's it. no there's, Dude, it doesn't yeah. exist put that in the microphone yeah. sorry alright so you know what instead of playing the one that we just released I'm gonna play like a completely unfinished version of the of the new track that's wonderful. gonna be released at the end of February wonderful Isn't so Ian actually if you wanna put it closer to your mic that's a much yeah. better mic to pick up the, the phone yeah cool but yeah dope yeah you're just gonna have to send me that track and then I'll, uh, I'll splice it in yeah yeah for sure Yo, this fucking is fucking dope. A plus. I, I love I love having people come in like where we had an episode last week where we kind of just like we're shooting the shit with them every day anyway. So like, yeah. there's nothing you know, to fucking talk to about. Friends, you know. So this is dope, man. This is like I'm this so glad you actually came in. Yeah, no, no. Glad it materialized dope. past like a drunken conversation at an Indian restaurant. Absolutely. It was like it was like us being like, oh, you listen to a podcast? I yeah. listen to. Oh, you do a podcast? Yeah. Oh, I'd love to be on that show. Yeah, that's perfect, man. No, honestly, yeah. like uh, if if I could it's spend every times. evening of my life just hanging out and yeah. shooting the shit with people in front of microphones, yeah. like yeah. that would be fun. That's it. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for coming in. This is fucking. Hey, dope. thank you guys. Pleasure, Yeah. I don't know if you said this when I was taking a piss, but Gray Gray Productions MTL at, on Facebook, yeah, uh, at Gray Productions MTL on Instagram. Perfect. That's Fuck where yeah. you can find us right now. You got a Twitter? Fuck yeah. We don't have a Twitter. We don't. You have don't a need a fucking yet, Twitter. You don't need that. Shit. Just <laughs> right, find us right. there. Nobody we'll, cares. All right. Yeah. I just started a Twitter account today. <laughs> no, nah, we'll, we'll we'll be doing all that yeah. shit until the full degree in like two or three months. Perfect. We're 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 on a slow up to the top that's it man we'll see you at the fucking top yeah. word all right word. Okay. thanks guys you heard it here yeah.